Shut up and sit down. I don't know what I want to do this anymore. I think we're done. With the music? I don't know. <laughs> no, I love doing this. I look forward to it every week. Is, uh, so, Bree, uh, Bree is she missed out on the interview. Um, you, we, we. This is a new Utah podcast, by the way. Um, if you don't know that you're listening to us, I don't know how you got to us, but that's, it's episode forty-seven. We're getting close to 50. 47, we're almost at that one year And mark. then 52, of course, is the important one because that's, that's one year. We'll skip right past gold and go to the one year mark. And um, Anyway, so uh, Bree had to miss the interview. We interviewed Dax, Dash Cox. Dash. Jesus, now I'm talking fine through the whole interview. Now I can't say a word. Um, <laughs> but uh, she had to miss it because her daughter is doing some dance thing at the school for one of her dance classes that she has. And... Uh, had to be picked up at seven tonight, which she's probably had the information for for like two weeks, and we've been asking for it and for two weeks. Like I said, it would not have changed circumstances because there's no one else to no. pick her up. But she didn't tell us down. that it was seven until like one o'clock this afternoon. That's how kids but are. She's here now, and that's all that matters. Yeah. So she is here. She's going to join us for the episode. She's it was uh, hard, though, because my mentally I was preparing to leave work at 5, and I had to stay at work until 6.30. Did you get a bunch done, though? <sighs> yes, but none of the stuff that's on my list to do. Well, <laughs> Clenneth even, even was like in the meeting today. Yeah, I need to find some help for Jeff and Brenda. And, and I kind of wheeled it around and was wondering what he was talking about, and he's like... He's like, yeah, I, I noticed that you're you're a little bit behind on stuff. And I was like, that is so Jeff. Yeah, that's not like, your I fault. I bug him. I bug him. I bug him. And, it, and Ashley totally stuck up for me. She's like, Brenda is on top of everything. Jeff doesn't listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, we were talking about insurance leading into this. So. <laughs> Some exciting topics so, going on. Yeah, there. super exciting. I know that insurance, insurance isn't exciting, but commercial insurance can sometimes be kind of hairy because it's expensive it's it's crazy the shit that you tell me is is insane and and every time i'm like man all these motherfuckers got to have insurance like it's required in a lot of cases and homeowners insurance is required you know auto insurance is required if you want to drive a car fuck health insurance (laughs) i mean it is required repeal never happened um after you know nine years of trying um but you know, they might eventually do that, but it's required now, which is fantastic, I think. Uh, you just could have done it better. Anyway. Uh, so I'm your host, Chris. Um, with me, as always, is, is Jeremy, uh, Bree, and Jess. Hello. Hello. And uh, Bree doesn't want to say hello. I already said hello. I already <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, I told my story. I talked a ton. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I said shit. Leave me alone. Um, it is uh, a rainy, rainy, rainy night in April. Um, my fence. I was going to say more fences <laughs> are coming Let's down. Let's talk about the fence and the crazy. Let's talk windstorm. about everyone's fences. Did I did wow. I tell you about the tree? Did I? Did we talk about the tree last week? I can't remember. No, because the storm was after the tree. Yeah. So so we I had mean, it was the tree was after. The storm. <laughs> so there was this the crazy storm, 
No, it was, it was before. It was the, the night of the game. The night of the, the Real Salt Lake. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. podcast-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so so much snow that my tree, my thunder plum or whatever thunder the hell. Thundercloud plum. It's the fucking purple leaf tree in my backyard. <laughs> um, had so much snow, it has uprooted itself. So that's awesome. I got to go fix that. And then this week, the crazy windstorm we had, I don't know, it was like Wednesday or Thursday or maybe it was before that. No, I think it was, it was Thursday. Yeah. It's Thursday. So the east side of my yard, there's a couple panels that I just got completely blown over. Now on the west side of my yard <laughs> with my other neighbors, we have like four panels. They're still pseudo in the ground. They're like hanging on by a thread, but they're like leaning. Uh, so that's awesome. Got to fix that shit now. Yeah, 50 mile an hour winds is what they were saying last Thursday. We had 80 out by my house. We had so five. brutal. Five poles down and my well, neighbors no, no, tramp no, no. on their fence. That's you are lying right now because no. you never have any crazy. <laughs> we weather. have wind. That's you we definitely have plenty of wind. <laughs> I it's just crazy. Maybe Good that's it. Utah. Maybe the wind just blows all the storms away from you. Probably because like, it no is snow. always windy. <laughs> so no we, snow. when I was growing up in Wyoming, um, we had a uh, we had a saying. Why is it so windy in Wyoming? It's because Utah blows and Nebraska sucks. <laughs> 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 so. I thought it was funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we used to say it all the time. Um, and this is, of course, when I'm like, you know, 12. So. And now you're, it's still funny. And, and it's, still, it's still funny to me because it's kind of true. I mean, you're still 12. It's, well, I mean, it's just a high plains, high desert, high plains over there with like all the plateaus and stuff. So anyway, um, anything interesting happened to you guys besides, you know, my shitty stories? Just prepping. Prepping. Oh, the barbecue station. Are you being are, a prepper? Are you prepping like doomsday Not that prepper? Kind of prepping. Not that kind of prepping. Are you sure? Got the you got chickens. Up. You got your own farm. Oh, you got, I mean, you're really. Bees. You just need a bunker. I could. I could build one. Do you have guns? You get some guns. I do have some guns. I told him earlier. If it keeps raining like this, he's got to build us That's an ark. An ark. Yeah, well. No, but I got the outside lights up. So next step, it's coming slowly. So speaking of the ark, isn't there like a thing in Utah? Yes, like not. they're. Building? That's no, not in Utah. Oh, no, where's it's that? It's in the Midwest. It's oh. in the Midwest, and this guy it's built. It's probably in yeah. Missouri. He yeah. built an honest to God, no pun intended, honest to God ark. Yeah. Idiot. Full size. Fucking idiot. And it's like a... I'm sure it's going to be like a like a museum, zoo, like Bible it opened, bullshit. It opened like a year ago, and in fact, um, Bill Nye debated that guy in a national debate. Kind of a God versus science sort of thing. It was very interesting. But anyway... He built an actual ark based off of the dimensions of the Bible, and it is a full-size freaking ark. And could it hold two of every a animal? There's no way. No fucking way. Not, not even like a quarter of the Maybe animals. all you the s- animals are shrinked. Are you saying that story's not real? Mm. <laughs> I'm saying, have you heard of a myth before? Like well, we- you know, there... There are reports throughout history of ginormous floods. Well, so, and that's what I was going to say. Like, if you look at, like, you know, Eastern culture, like Chinese, Japanese, like, they have stories of that. You have stories of that in Mesopotamia, in, in Africa, right. in other areas where civilization is thought to have started. You have, in all of those different mythologies and religions, you have similar stories. So, do I think some of that happened? Absolutely. The floods. So, I mean, it, if you look at science in general, one, one, the polar ice caps melted 100,000 years ago. The Flo- water level rose. Ro- Everyone yeah. flooded. So places where people did live did flood. Yeah. And I'm sure lots of people died. And it shows up in history. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, a, a large boat with people and animals. I don't we can have a long discussion on that. We actually watched uh, Religious <laughs> the other day. Um, Bree had never seen it. Um, it's a good and, one. 
when I watch it, I I always forget that there's that crazy like God theme park that they go to. And he (laughs) he talks to the dude that plays Jesus, and the guy's like, "Think of it as if you were an ant. Ants have no comprehension of what we are and how big we are and how over you know how much different we are in terms of world." And I'm thinking, now they fucking know. Like, watch out for that big thing that's coming down on me. Like, they're not stupid. Ants get it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Jess is just like, it's just because Chris is afraid out. of ants. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> There's an actual phobia. It's not made up. I know. I think you've told the story. There's uh, a phobia. No, no, no. I mean, there's an actual word for it. And I oh, I know. There's a word for everything. It's true. It's you true. can't do anything or come up with any new ideas. Everything's already happened. And there's a porn for it. Yeah, talk to a patent attorney because that's fucking absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised so, they even need them anymore. Jeremy, have you gotten your bees yet? No bees yet, but we're getting close. However, with the crazy swings in the weather, you can see why they haven't shown up. Yeah, you know, just get another. However, colony. the old beehive did die. That windstorm, it Took did it the out. Old beehive. So, so old backup beehive number two is gone. Fell apart. It's firewood now. Yep. Uh, firewood or rebuild another beehive at some point, maybe. Something. Well, Spare if, parts. I, if I if I do another one, I'll I'll just build it from scratch. That that one I, I've actually I've housed bees in that hive, uh, and at one point in time, that was the better of the two hives as far as production goes. But not having bees in it for the last two years, it just it's yeah, like, it's just deteriorated. It, yeah, it's like having a house with that's not lived in for two years. Things just fall apart. So yeah, that windstorm did your fence in, and it did my. Second beehive in. So um, I saw, so I don't, was it you or your wife that posted uh, a picture and said, out getting the outdoor living space ready? Yeah, it was Jeremy. That's me. Okay. You know what? <laughs> you have a fucking backyard with some, some chairs and a fire pit. That's not an outdoor living space. His deck is, but he doesn't have anything on his well, deck. Well, and the deck's not even covered, and all you have on your deck is a smoker. And it doesn't even have rails, like... You could fall off the deck and break your arm. Like part of it has rails. What part? The, the top, top part. Because it's got three levels. Does it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has the main, the part that's always been there, and, and then, then the, the new two new landings. Mm-hmm. I don't remember rails. That's what, that's your outdoor living space, dude. Sort of. The problem is, is I got no shade. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So you cook no on the deck. So like. That's why I have the other. So area. like, why did you build a? I'm just. Why did you build a big deck over there? Just out of curiosity. Because the one was so small. It was just not that with the smoker on it, there was like no room for anything else. So yeah. You couldn't even do anything. So I, I built the bigger one so that you can actually, you can sit out there. If you wanted to. I just, that's where I'd sit. I it's nothing personal. I just don't like outdoor living space to me is just kind of a stupid. It has a couch. With, so. <laughs> it has a couch. There's a wooden bench couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You put the cushions on it. I just don't have those on it yet. Cause mm-hmm. you know, why would you do that? It would just blow away. It would just get <laughs> soaked and moldy and blow away. Yeah. Makes so sense. I think once you put it on there and it's a couch, then it's not because we'll you see. could like take a nap on it. Did you got? Do you have a projector you could project on, project on the side of your <gasps> house? Not yet, but we talked about it. We that would be able. really cool because I mean got you've got a good flat big yeah. space on the side of your house that you could easily project. Our neighbors to. do that. Do Our they? neighbors right next to us? They have a projector. Not the ones with the shithead night. birds. What's that? Not the ones with the shithead birds, though, right? No, the other ones. The ones that were right next. No, the ones around the other side of us. God, those fucking birds suck so bad. Yeah. Why would you um, keep guinea fowl as a pet? Because you like to piss off your neighbors. Pretty like much. you're like we got a rooster, uh, it never crows. 
Um, and it's tiny. It's yeah. the smallest chicken we've got is it's the rooster. It's the ugliest <laughs> fucking rooster I've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have, as many times but as I think I've been over there, I've never looked at, I've never gone over to it's chicken. So it's so tiny. It's and a, I think Mr. Fluffy Pants is the right name for it because yeah. it is fluffy as shit. It's, it's got the feathers on its legs. It's that style. Like it's a bantam. Hardcore, so it's yeah. Tiny. Anyway. So how are you chickens doing? Are they starting to lay more? Well, yes, we got so a lady that works at the school with Heather thought she was going to do chickens, so she got four chickens, and I guess thought it was more work than it's worth. I don't know. So you got some extra chickens. So we picked up four more chickens last Thursday, but which is good because my oldest set I've lost probably five or six in the last three or four months. So these four, and this is the other thing. So time for Evo to have a a snack? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you want to get rid of them when they finally start laying? No, I mean the old ones that aren't laying anymore. Oh, no, they just, they just, you walk out there and there's dead chicken. Do the other chickens eat the dead chicken? No, No, they're not fucking cannibals. They do eat their babies. I mean, I guess if you look at it that way. I mean, that's different. Eggs. Yeah, because you just know so much about chickens. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, now we're back up to between eight and ten a day. And you planted some of your, your farm. We got potatoes are in. Um, and I, the next couple of weeks, I got to get start getting the squash and the corn and everything else going. But as soon as the bees come, that will definitely help. Yeah. You, see, you're you're such a better person than me because <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I should get the weed. All I can, all I try and do is stick things in there that that I don't have to weed around because yeah. I would rather not. Is that like if you, so? If you do squash, after yeah, about but then I have a bunch of squash, and who likes squash? I fucking love squash. Squash is amazing. So good. So so if you do squash though, most squash is a is a ground cover. So does that do full sun though? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just plant a bunch of squash so, over there by the tree bush. So you do got to weed around it for the first That's about a good month. Idea, but once actually. it once it kind of takes off, squash will fill an entire bed. And it's such a pretty flower. We could go watermelons are the same way, aren't they? Mm-hmm. We could do they some. do full sun though? Depends. You have to look at the yeah, and you got a watermelon. Well, it's not because it's, it's no. Where I'm talking about is over here where the tree bush is, right? Right. It's which not is full sun because it it's got too. the no, it's got the deck that blocks the sun like half the day. Or do pumpkins? But during but noon, so east, so in the morning, and all noon, all throughout the day until like the sun starts to set, it's full sun. No, 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 no. You're hey, talking hey, where the tree bush is, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. When the sun rises in the morning, it doesn't hit it I until meant probably when it like goes one to, or two. I meant yeah. as it's going down, it's... But anyway, yeah. So, so yeah. So squash will fill up your whole bed. You got to water them or you got to weed them for a little bit, but after they take off, they'll fill up the whole thing. That's all right. We could do that. So then all you got to do is pull out the tall grass that pops up. I'm looking at her like, let's, let's grow some squash. Fuck zucchini. What about cucumbers? You ha- you have cucumbers? Are they like a squash? Mm-hmm. They grow like yeah, squash? kind of like a ground cover bush. You okay. have to kill the tree bush first, though. You didn't kill it last year, and now it's a tree bush again. <laughs> no, I'll dig the fucker up. It doesn't. You even can't there. dig a tree up. I can dig up most of it and cut the roots. You dig off. up enough to kill the main root system. It'll yeah, work. all I got to do is dig up enough, and then just okay. You take get my on that saw and just dude, get on that. So um. So yeah, that's not. So we happen. do zucchini because we like zucchini. <laughs> We'll have to talk because I'm I'm more than this because uh, I'm sure our audience has enjoyed farm chat with yeah. Jeremy. <laughs> Sorry, farm chat. The new Utah farm chat. <laughs> Jess is like totally zoned out. She's, she's like saying. she's gone to fucking Candy Crush on her phone. <laughs> never. I haven't never played that game in my life. You're missing <laughs> out. Thanks. So that is my on the toilet game. But yeah, so so if you, if you're planting, and stuff, I actually have a farm too. If you're planting stuff, now's the time to start be getting ready so within the next few weeks you're getting planted yeah so but that means i have to go out there and weed nope you know what i'm doing this weekend we're gonna weed anyway because it's already fucking full of weeds i know 
So what we're going to do this weekend is weed. I'll pull up the stupid tree bush. Fix fences. Maybe we'll get to that. No, we're probably not going to fix the fence this weekend. Uh, and we then, need a non-soccer game weekend so we don't have to stop. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is that is tough. Uh, yeah, that's 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 our weekend plan. What is the temperature supposed it? to be? So if it's cold, then you can stay inside. I'll do that. You stay inside and, and you can always plant like strawberries because they'll no, eventually fill in. Nobody everything. Nobody here likes no, strawberries. No. We're not. Well, the girls like strawberries. I hate strawberries. I'm allergic. She's allergic. Well, I the point is that ground cover. I don't care. I've got squash coming. <laughs> I love squash. The squash is... Squash, zucchini, uh, which is a squash, obviously. I think like some sugar pumpkins, like some pie yeah. pumpkins would be good. So then you can some either watermelon. bake with them or if they start getting a little out of hand, you can use it for Halloween. Yeah, or just chuck with people. It's only supposed to be 66 for us. Right, so you stand inside. I say with us, the chickens will eat everything. You listen to her. Only supposed to be 66. Like that's freaking shorts and, a, and no shirt outside weather for me. Like oh, no. 66 <laughs> is great. I'll be wearing a kilt to the game. That's... We were killed, the night, but it was still pretty warm for that game we went to. Yeah, the the, the game last weekend was not. Um, speaking of game, let's get into events because um, I know you know fifteen minutes of farm chat's been entertaining, but um, <laughs> the time of season, maybe people want to hear it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll start. We'll start with. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. When does farmers market start? By the way, I'm getting there. Is, that, the is that in events? Yeah. Well, oh, maybe sweet. you'd let Let's her do events. Fuck, look at that, look at that transition. It's like, ooh. But I'm going to start with soccer because that's what I was talking about first. Um, so a uh, couple things. So there is, a, obviously, there's a game this weekend. There, There is pretty much every other week. Real beat Colorado 2-1 uh, this last babe. weekend. So away. A, an away win against a rival. Um any wins under their belt are good at this point. Yeah, I mean this is this has been really good. Um, we we got a win. Muir um, got another goal, so that's three goals in three games for him, which is really fantastic. Um, Brooks got his first goal. Yeah, Brooks Lennon scored a freaking monster Amazing goal. Amazing goal. And I think normally it would probably have been up for goal of the week, but um, <laughs> David Villa scored a goal from like. Uh, mid midpoint of the field. This Seriously, yeah. it wasn't quite that far. It was it was maybe ten yards past. Like it was so it's still pretty close to half. It was field. Aw- it was awesome. Yeah, it, I'll show like, I'll show it to you after we're done. He like he kicks it and then and the keeper reaches up to bat it away and it just goes right behind him. Like it's, it's like he just misjudges. Like it, like I don't know his just, depth perception was the, off or something. Well, he chipped know. the keeper. I mean that's really hard from the keeper standpoint because at that point he's not on a six yard line. He's not on his line. He's he's all the way up at the top of the eighteen. So. Uh, anyway, so RSL plays this weekend, and basically it's like every other week for a while. We're home, we're away, we're home, we're away. Um, but really cool news. Um, June 3rd, uh, it was just announced um, just announced yesterday, I think. Uh, RSL will be hosting, or at least Salt Lake will be hosting, uh, the U.S. men's national team in a game against Venezuela on June 3rd. Does that mean I get a new nas- national team's jersey? Uh, yeah, maybe. So this is a, uh, this is a tune up game for World Cup qualifying. So it's a friendly essentially, but it's, it's basically, you know, our, our team, our, you know, our top pick for the U.S. national team will be up against a a pretty decent Venezuelan team. So it's not Real. It's not Real. It's not like your typical international friendly like the Manchester United game is going to be. It's, it's a, it's a real game. It's, it's technically a friendly. So you'll usually see five or six subs occur per team. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a big sub change usually at the half or about 60 minutes in. You'll see a big shift change essentially. Hmm. Um, but 
but cool stuff. So um, is that part of your season ticket, or is that no. something above it's, and beyond? It's not, but actually on Thursday I have basically a day. It's a 22-hour window, so they'll open it up Thursday at 10 for me. I get first dibs on on tickets. Now it's I don't get dibs on my season ticket seats. So the way national team games works is a little bit different. You can actually get, like I'll actually probably get, because I'm a member of the... U.S. supporters group for the the American Outlaws, which is for the national team. So, um, they get pre-sell even before we will at the stadium. And then we'll get pre-sell as season ticket holders, and then they'll go on sell to the public. Um, if you want to get access, go sign up on the men's, the U.S. men's national team on ussoccer.com. Um, that's really the place you're going to be able to get tickets for this game. I don't know how much they're going to be. I don't know how much you know they're, they're going for, but uh, it will sell out. Uh, and they are undefeated when they play here. Hmm. So, are you going to go? Uh, I haven't decided yet. Are you going to sandwich the tickets? Are? I probably will. It'll depend on the ticket price. Um, I love going to those games. We've, we've been to a couple U.S. US men and U.S. women's games. We went to a U.S. women's game that was a blast. Yeah, it was really fun. So, um, yeah. What else we got, Jess? Uh, well, on the sports uh, horizon, the Salt Lake Marathon is this weekend. Oh, yeah. Like running. My cousin did it last year in the rain. I ran it like five years ago, six years ago. I didn't know nice. you were a runner. I'm not. It was a one-time thing. That's awesome. I did it because I it wanted a, to say that I... Is it a 5K or is it like an actual no, it's marathon? A marathon. It's, it's, yeah. I did the 5K. Uh, let me be clear. I did the 5K. But it was still... It was part of, like so you did miles. a 5K. You didn't do but a marathon. Yes, I did the 5K, but it's all part of the Salt Lake Marathon. It's, yeah, because they do a marathon, a half yes, marathon, a 5K. I did the 5K. So you did not do a marathon. No, I did so a 5K. So don't tell people I was in the Salt Lake Marathon because they're going to think I that like. you did a marathon. <laughs> That's because you like cheat and I cut think, corners. I think Maybe. without <laughs> even preparing, I could run a 5K. Probably. Probably. It's I only three miles. I'd walk it. Be fine walking it. Take me like half an hour or so. Be pretty oh, it would take you longer than a half an hour. Not that fat. No, but you're meander. <laughs> so when I run with you, it's like run up to a light post, turn around, run back to Chris, run up to the next light post, it's turn around, exercise. run back with Chris. Because I fucking hate running. It is the worst activity ever created. I know I like running. our bodies were built to do a lot of walking and running. I don't fucking not care. Not really running though. I don't really care. I do not like it. It is not cool. Um, so, Salt Lake Marathon, do you know what the parade route, what the parade route, what the marathon route looks parade like? Route. <laughs> uh, I don't. It usually wraps the whole entire city. Does um, it start at the gateway? And is it Saturday, right? Yes. So, there will be road closures. And that's why I was bringing it up. because yeah. uh, It is pretty much an all-day. It's fucking annoying. An all-day thing. Um, and honestly, they're just running to run. Like, I, I don't get it. I love to run. I don't get it. I, I know. I want to start running again. I know for some people, like, it's an accomplishment. I mean, Jeremy now gets That's to why say I he was it. in the Salt Lake Marathon just to say he did it. Um, I get a runner's high. I don't think I that don't. exists. I, I hurt my ache all over because I'm old. No yeah. high. But even when I was younger <laughs> and I was doing, because I was doing, like, seven, eight miles a day, and it just, I never got to that point where I was like, oh, this is, uh, I've got endorphins but going. But for me, great. it's after I'd lost 100 pounds. Yeah. So that, see, that's worth it. So I mean, for me, that was what it was. There's like this I targeted, just, like, cool... Like, now I can do this. Yeah. And you'll never do it again. No. Okay, put them, oh. up, put them up right here. <laughs> so so Lori at work, she's doing a When Pigs Fly marathon in a little bit here. And she's running, like, 20 miles a day. 
yeah. That's insane. My that cannot be good for racer. you. She's always run. So it starts uh, in Federal Heights up on Wasatch Drive by the U, goes down through the avenues, goes down Canyon Road over to South Temple, uh, over to Ninth East. Um, Don't they have the bike part of it too? Yeah, there's a bike, a 5K. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of different divisions. Um, it goes down 11th East, um, all the way down to 4500 South, and comes back up 6 East, and it ends on about 8 South and 2nd East. So, so what sucks about this is it's by St. Mark's Hospital. Yeah. And uh, it attack. really causes issues. It, does. it really causes Because they can only come issues. in on the one side, right? Mm-hmm. They have to go around it. And so Dr. Blanche, you know, my friend Dr. Blanche that lives over by Gateway, he hates Salt Lake Marathon <laughs> Day. So if he has to work <laughs> it, he always goes, it go, tries to go into work early. Well, both roads are closed yeah, off. Yeah, they're so. all closed because that sucks. And it's not just for a couple hours. It's, it's from probably like, yeah, five o'clock in the morning till. Until like three or four in the afternoon, yeah. usually. Yeah. yeah. Till the last runner's go past. Yeah, it just depends on where in the race it is that they'll stay closed. So the closer to the start of the race, the better. Um, just something to be aware of uh, if you like fucking watching people run. But if you don't like to watch people run, you can go to Tidal Boxing. They are doing a special seminar. Um, most of the stuff they do at their gym is boxing bag boxing um but this is a kickboxing uh technique and then they're going to do a yoga class after it's limited (gasps) space it's 10 bucks 75 minutes um it's kind of amazing because one of the which you'll hear in our interview later one of the instructors is finally slowly making his way back after having a brain aneurysm that should have killed him and he will be part of this um part of this uh, seminar on Saturday. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah. So it's like something I would love. No, no, it's not all yoga. It's part of the part of the <laughs> thing boxing and too. yoga. <laughs> those are see, those are the kinds of things I like to like if I'm gonna exercise, I wanna do like my taekwondo or my boxing or whatever and then like yoga. Perfect. Something else cool this weekend it's record store day, guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um just so you know, uh, Randy Records and Graywell are not the only record stores in Utah. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can support them too because they're both awesome. But uh, Heavy Metal Shop, Diabolical, Raunch, uh, we have Sound and Vision, Lavender Vinyl up in Ogden. Uh, so get out and support your local record stores and there's always lots of free stuff that they hand out there's lots of special edition and promo that's stuff. probably one of the biggest things a lot of people do special releases for that day so like you'll see you'll see on record store day like people releasing uh limited edition vinyls of albums that they have and things like that and vinyls are hipping in right now so they are hipping in why, why wouldn't you want to listen to a shitty fucking vinyl well if you don't if you want to buy a cool album, our friend Nick Pasty has his release on Friday. Yeah, and you can even out. get it. You can get it digitally, right? Yes, you can. Um, there, is this his new band? It's just this him. Just no, it's his his solo. 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 Yep, and his uh, his and Jeff Dylan's uh, album release party is sold out. Oh wow! So awesome. if you didn't get awesome. tickets, fuck you. You can't go. Basically, buy the album. But anyway, they will have other shows. Um, I believe they're doing a show in Ogden the following weekend, uh, which we'll talk about. And so. we'll we'll probably play something at the end of the episode instead of our normal music, uh, so you can kind of get a taste of what it is. Stuff is new. Yeah, it's just it's five songs, and and uh, I told him that it reminded me of a combination of Ben Folds and Bare Naked Ladies. 
And he was like, I like Ben Folds. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad I didn't just offend you. (laughs) Chris's favorite band is Ben Folds. Nice. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple of other awesome events. Um, I'm not really going to talk about anything next weekend because there isn't really anything yet except for a bunch of concerts. Next weekend, I'm going to pick up my daughter from college. So that is a big event. It is. It is. uh, It is. And prom. Nice. Just another quick warning. Don't go to any chain yeah, restaurants. Yeah, don't, don't go to fucking Olive Garden <laughs> or Cheesecake Factory anytime in the next month and a half. It's uh... So um, the Davis County Democratic Convention is this weekend. Our friend Ginevra will be up there, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully fighting for her seat, as well as the Libertarian Party Convention. Did you guys know you have to pay dues to the Libertarian Party? Uh, that seems kind of weird, since uh, aren't the Libertarians... You the are only who... allowed to vote if you have paid your dues. Yeah, I, Look, they got to get money any way they can. But aren't the libertarians the people that don't want like roads and stuff? Um, well, no, those are look. So libertarians, basically, their thought is government shouldn't be involved at all. It's not that they don't want roads; it's that none of them fucking actually understand that you have to have a government and tax and infrastructure for roads to exist. They just think that if you get rid of all the government and the taxes and the regulations, that everything will get better. Suddenly, those things that were built with all that money will be maintained and just be fine, like magically. They live in a magical fairy world. So, reason why they never. And that's an oversimplification and a generalization, but it's true. So, speaking of things we need government for, are you guys ready for the uh, Great Utah Shakeout on Thursday? Oh, what is that? Yeah. What do you mean? What? I don't know what that is. The Great Utah Shakeout is an annual event where they practice earthquake drills for one minute at the same time. Um, Everyone get under your desk. Yes, pretty much. Uh, (laughs) You can go to shakeout.org slash Utah, uh, find out more information. I'm telling you, if if the big one... Their website is hilarious. They're like, we can't guarantee that there's going to be an earthquake at 1015, but we do live in an active area. Being from the Midwest, we had uh, tornado drills when I was a kid. But see, that's that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Earthquake drills in California are a real thing. You know, earthquake drills up in Washington where there's active volcanoes, those are real things. Tornado drills in the Midwest and Tornado Alley, those are real things. Hurricane things. I don't know why you would fucking have a drill. You're supposed to get out of the area if a hurricane comes. But, like, that's real stuff. Earthquakes in Utah, mm, if there is a big earthquake in Utah, if it actually ruptures, that also probably means I'm guessing that Yellowstone's going to go soon. (laughs) I find some irony in that because that's the day that we're having our architects meeting at at our office (laughs) is on Thursday. (laughs) The AC. (laughs) We're having an ACEC conference for our architects. That's funny. Uh, for uh, training and, and insurance discount stuff. That would be funny if there was but, one that day. Like just seeing the pictures of earthquake drills, they just make me think of like back in the, you know, the old like 50s and 60s. For the bomb. For the bombs, like the nuclear bomb stuff. Get under the, the desk War. and don't you know, look at the light. Dude, fuck, don't look at the light. doesn't matter. <laughs> just enjoy the enjoy the moment because you're Run fucked. toward the light because yeah. you're probably going to be better if, off being If you can see it, <laughs> if you're not immediately killed, you're going to live a really horrible short Unless you're life. Indiana Jones, then you're just getting a fridge. Yeah, and refrigerator. Then you'll be safe because it's got lead, and that radiation doesn't stay around. I mean, as soon as you pop out, you're fine. I, I did like that part of that movie. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so two more events, you guys. <laughs> so fucking dumb. <laughs> you asked about the farmers market. This weekend is the last of the winter's market, and then they and will that's at start the Rio. Yes, at the Rio, at the Rio Grand. Grand. 
Not yes. the Rio Tinto. That's a different place. No, the Rio yeah. Grande. <laughs> that's the, the other place the where all the homeless people hang out. That's yes. where the farmer's market is. Yes, that is real. They need food, too. And they, they actually hang food. out at the other place where the farmer's market is during the summer, which is at Pioneer Park. But, like, it's, it's clear cut, like, the farmer's market's only on the north side of the park. And they have their own porta potties because the bathrooms in Pioneer no, Park. No, the farmer's market is on the entire park. It wraps around the whole entire park. You haven't been. I haven't. I have been, been. every well, weekend. Not, <laughs> I haven't been recently. But not recently. Well, then there's other farmers markets too. Yeah, there are. There come are summer. So, and those are probably a ways away. I'm guessing. Yes. Like probably June. June. Like not announced yet. No, not that far. Late late May, because your first stuff starts to come out like late May, early June, I think. Right. Well, if you've... I mean, you can slaughter cows anytime. Right. So. In Utah. And they do have fresh mm-hmm. beef. Fresh beef, fresh cheese. like Llama the, meat. The beef from freaking farmer's market is the best shit you're ever going to have. If you're planting in Utah, specifically the Salt Lake Valley, peas are the first thing you can really plant successfully. And those you typically plant... Um, but aren't your farmer's market people mostly March. like... Aren't they usually from surrounding areas? Not necessarily Salt Lake City, but the farms like... The they're all they're all the way from South Clare up to Brigham City. Yeah. They're all over Utah. So so yeah. to, so peas would be the first crop that you could grow here that would be ready. Perfect. We have one more awesome event: the uh, Immortal Knights PSMC, which is Public Safety Motor Club. Uh, you know all the motorcycles that uh, accompany any officer mm-hmm. EMT when they pass away. Um, they're doing a ride this weekend for officer brotherson cool and it's for nine to four um and i'm a nerd and i didn't write down the day i'm pretty sure it's on saturday and they're starting in west valley they're riding up to parley's um down through heber um over to provo and down to redwood um the point of their organization is to raise money for these families who have been affected by these losses and um yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. They have a couple other rides coming up this summer. Uh, one for the Fisher House, which works with uh, vets. And so, if you want to donate and you can't go to the ride, you can go to ikpsmc.com and they have a PayPal, a little PayPal link that you can donate to the Brotherson family. So, cool, cool. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know. Uh, a ride is a group of motorcycles that drive around together on some path, and it's really cool to see. Uh, if you've ever seen one in passing, you can't really go watch. Like it's, I mean, you could go hang out before they leave and see them all take off, or if you know where they're going. You yeah, could. it's kind of tough to watch. You usually, really the, see them down Redwood. It's yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, really, the point of the ride though is you pay to ride in this big group of motorcycles, and it's. What's is, the really what's cool. the motorcycle place that everybody goes to? What's it called? The Harley Davidson. No, like there's a con- like a motorcycle convention. Oh, place. Sturgis. Yes. Oh yeah. I was. Uh, we drove through Sturgis while Sturgis. Like well, they were. Like, it was looking. fun. It was really. So Sturgis cool. is yeah. just a tiny little nothing town, mm-hmm. except for the week when they have the Sturgis mm-hmm. rally. That's where my brother's mission was. And that yeah. t- town. Sturgis. Quadruple. Rapid, oh, yeah, Rapid City, South it's, Dakota. Wow. It's it's crazy. Sturgis is is absolutely insane. It was fun. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, there's really no fucking reason to ever drive there, other than for other than for that, because everything between here and there is really not worth looking at. <laughs> so, uh, is that it for events then? Yes. Excellent. Those were cool events. I think now the so. weather's getting good. I say that. 
Yeah. In jest. Tongue in cheek. But now that the weather's going to get, there's going to be a lot more fun, exciting outdoor kinds There really of will. I mean, and that's, that's one of the big, th- this is kind of the in-between, like, shitty weather time for Utah. I love the rain and the rain that turns into snow magically, randomly. Um, <laughs> and the fucking, you know, 40 degree day followed by an 80 degree day. That doesn't bother me, but. The problem with that is it causes ice dams. Yeah. Uh, and that comes from the insurance person over here. Yeah. Sorry. But I, you know, I, I actually, I, I like that kind of weather, but you really can't fucking plan things when that type of weather is going on. It's really hard to, to you know. Another few weeks. Going. Another few weeks. Um, so let's go talk news. So. Hey, I wanted to tell a quick story. So you heard about the, did you guys hear about the shooting in Midvale where the there was like some gang members at a party and they shot some lady in the finger? Like in another apartment. Oh yeah, they shot a gun and went through the bullet went through the wall and hit some lady in like her in finger her wall hand. while she was sleeping. It almost hit her in the head. Like she had oh. her hand up by her head. So those are apartments that we insure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my aunt works for some property managers. I've kind of mentioned her before, and she was telling me that they have this house, kind of in the Rose Park area. I think she said it's like eight eighth west and. Second South or something like that. And they've been getting, it's been empty, but they've been getting some bids for roof work and stuff like that. And there have been squatters in their shed. And the guy has called the cops, has put their stuff out on the like curb and they keep moving it back into the (laughs) shed. They broke through the fence. They broke the locks off of the, off of the shed. Every time the cops come out, they're already gone. So yeah. Maybe they got a scanner. I just want to share that since you have That's a problem. Awesome, though. <laughs> um, Property. Why don't you just pick whether you're going to hold it or because I can hear the mic going in and out, in and out, <laughs> in and out every time. <laughs> I just had sex with my mic stand. That, okay? So you're just not going to talk the rest of the episode? Okay. She'll just lean up to the She's microphone. like, the only time I'm ever going to die, I'm not even going to talk in the mic anymore. <laughs> Probably can't even hear that. Uh, okay, so... Um, We've had uh, a string of robberies recently in the Salt Lake County area. What is this, like the Wild West all of a sudden? Everybody wow, went to Wild I West. Mean, no, because she didn't even have a gun. So this is a thing, like, <laughs> you think of like you think of bank robberies and, robberies and you're like, armed dudes with masks and guns. That's not how most bank robberies happen. And they actually happen pretty frequently. It's really kind of crazy. Did really? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you watch, like, like there's... As of late, it seems like the constantly well, I mean, it, on the yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. And it was really bad when, when we had that recession, you know, 2009, 2010. Like, there were a lot of robberies occurring. But this lady, she... <laughs> Nanette Perkins is her name. <laughs> so she's been accused uh, of robbing... Um, Four banks, I think, uh, across, <laughs> across the Salt Lake Valley area. Now, this is what's fucking crazy. Not only is she like straight up, I mean, you can see her picture, like clean as day. It's like she, like, oh, is this a camera? Let me just fucking tilt my head and Smile, take a selfie for it. Like, yeah, like totally got- just clear shot of her. Like usually you see robbery suspects and you get like kind of a, the baseball cap and you can't really tell who it. No, you just fucking know who this is. Like, <laughs> but she's rolling up into these places with pajama pants. So clearly she's a Walmart shopper and like the do rag glasses. I don't know what was going on. Like her family were like, uh, yeah, she just gave us four grand. 
don't really know where she got the money. <laughs> and then uh, one of her family members said that they are looking to ask the judge for leniency because they believe she's suffering from addictions that may impact her judgment. Now, I don't know. Does that mean drug addiction? Does she have like a porn addiction? Because well, porn addictions that that, are a public health I don't health think you crisis. should get leniency for that. Like that. No. Just because you have a drug addiction doesn't make robbing four banks. And I look, don't need money to watch porn. Yeah, we've had this discussion. Look, she doesn't have the look, internet. She may have an addiction to Bang Brothers, and you got to pay for those sites. <laughs> All right? You can find your way around that stuff, okay? She, got, she does not look like the type of woman that even knows about porn. Hey, hub. hey, you don't know. You don't know. I don't. I make a generalization about a lady who is robbing banks in her pajama bottoms. Apparently, pajama bottoms are the thing. Well, so, when you got to run, they're comfy. Well, and apparently, if you want to rob a bank, you just need to take a note up to the teller and be like, give me all your cash. Well, they're trained to just turn it over. They don't give a shit. It's insured. Speaking of insurance again, this is like, I got to write that down, insurance episode. Insurance and farm farm tips. Fa- farm talk. I think that uh, the episode may be called farm, farm talk. talk. Farm <laughs> talk. I mean, that, that may actually be the title. It's a banjo music. Jeremy um, and I can give you... Uh, Give you, give you advice on farming and insurance. <laughs> <laughs> the most exciting things in the world. Um, Car talk and insurance. Our ratings just went through the roof. Yep. <laughs> Car talk. Uh, Car talk. <laughs> Actually, that probably would get us better. <laughs> like, like, there's lots of people oh, that I like cars. Yeah, I don't know anything about I don't know that. anybody who likes insurance, but there are farmers. So <laughs> yeah. I think that I'd get the lowest rate. Yeah, I think the, I think the, I think the, insurance chat would would probably have a pretty narrow niche <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm sorry the insurance folks don't seem like the type to find podcasts so they, they're still looking for what channel it's on yep. yeah what what time what time is your what show can on? i watch that yeah yeah <laughs> is that on the cables the cables so speaking of of judges and and court Ugh. um so this week this is an unfortunate thing that has happened um in provo there was a judge uh, down there, what's his name? Fourth District Judge Thomas Lowe. Uh, so there was a case that went to trial. Uh, a man was convicted. Um, uh, what's his name? Keith, Keith Vallejo. Vallejo. Um, he uh, was convicted of one count of what is it? Forcible object rape, and then ten counts of okay, yeah, one count of. Uh, of object rape, which is a first-degree felony in the city of Utah, and 10 counts of forcible sec- sexual abuse, which is a second-degree felony. Um, and it was two women that reported him um, back in 2013, 2014, that had that said they, you know, while they were staying with him and, and sleeping on his couch, these things occurred. Um, that's pretty serious shit. Yeah, right? that that's, in and of that's, itself that's, is serious. So, but this guy was an LDS bishop. At the time. Uh, at the time that this was happening. Um, so bad news for the church, obviously, and, and bad news for anyone. I mean, people joke about the Catholics doing this shit. It happens everywhere. It's it's not the religion. It's, you know, people are bad people. Well, this judge in the sentencing portion of this trial um, made comments. So I, I'm going to read because the one problem that I have is that the, the quote was taken out of context in most of the articles. Um, so I actually want to read more of his statement than what was printed in a lot of places. And I, I think KSL did a pretty good job. So 
He says, I want to make it clear that the court agrees with the verdict. I think the jury got it right. The court has no doubt that Mr. Vallejo is an extraordinarily good man, and and the letters written on his behalf were extraordinarily moving, but great men sometimes do bad things. That's fucking terrible. Why? He has no reason to say that. Well, in the court with the victims and their families sitting right there to say, yeah, to oh, say you're a good man. Yeah, you're a good dude. You know, you're, you live a good life. You got all these people fooled, basically. And that's what it boils down to. Like, to, to do that repetitively with two different people, there's something wrong with the guy. Right. Right. There's something that's not right with him. And that's. To say you're a good guy because all these people said you're a good guy because you're a leader in the community because you're a bishop doesn't make you a good person. It means you might have done some good things in your life. They thought Ted Bundy was a good guy too. Yeah. Look at, uh, what is it, BKM? The uh, the blind yeah. kill murder or bind kill BTK. murder? The BTK. BTK. Bind, bind he, torture kill. He was, a, he was a scoutmaster. Yeah, he was like a fucking church guy. He had a family. <laughs> he had no clue. And then the dumbass was like, like years later, he's like, oh, I'm going to send out this manifesto and fuck myself. Like, yeah. those aren't, they're not. But everybody thought he was a good and guy. I, and I don't want to compare a serial killer to a rapist, but a rapist is a terrible person. I don't, that's not just a bad mistake. And 10 counts means it was repetitive. Right. It wasn't one time. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't one time. It wasn't, it wasn't one person. It was screwed. It wasn't. Yeah. No, make no mistake. What he did was absolutely thought out in his mind. And the worst part is he did it as an LDS bishop, yeah. meaning as a person in authority. Yeah. I don't get how these people can write these letters in support of him. Well, so, so if you read on, since this statement came out, um, they have received over 120 emails, phone calls, and Facebook messages as of Monday uh, complaining, saying that, that, what, that this judge... Well, that's of the judge, but I think what you're asking is people I'm, saying that oh, about supporting him. I'm talking about oh, the supporters. Like, I, I, I see your family supporting you and working, but I, I feel like, like, who are you in the community to go and say, you should really be more lenient on this man who raped these women and psychologically hurt these women who then had to go through basically another round of rape well, to to testify and bring this all to court. Yeah, because that's we not, think a, that's that he's not great. a good experience. And then the judge on top of it drops that little cherry of, yeah, he's a good guy and his voice breaks up. Well, and, and then he says to the victims during the sentencing something... Um, Oh, he says about him, okay, so he calls him a survivor, and he says um, he was voicing confidence that she could become an advocate and a confronter for others, or a comforter for others. He emphasized that Kirby, who's one of the victims, and the second victim in this case, were in no way responsible for what? For the abuse. For the abuse they suffered. They were caught unaware in an environment and a place where they should have been at their safest, but that does not reflect on them. This could have happened to anyone, but it didn't happen to anyone. It happened to them. And to be able to say and to say in front of them, "You're a great guy. You made a mad. You you made a bad mistake. So you're going to go to prison." He didn't. He you're didn't, not a good guy. <laughs> like Jeremy was saying, he didn't do it once. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? He didn't accident? like maybe get drunk and use bad judgment while he was drunk. I mean, that's still a rape. I'm not saying that's not or anything, but it wasn't like the one a one time thing. So, and and. 
Jeremy and I were talking about this before. So like you were saying, Jeremy, they, they've, they've gotten tons and tons of threats and people calling for his job. But look, people, this is how judges work in most states, and, and Utah is definitely one of them. Once judges are appointed to a district court like that, they can't be fired. Like, there's no one above them that says, you're out, you're gone. Now, there is a judicial review committee that steps in and will look at things. I mean, there are certain egregious things that they can actually disbar you, um, but it's very rare that that happens to a judge. Jesus, my chair just broke. Um, What has to happen, so the judicial review committee will put out reports on judges, and so when we talk about going out and voting and voting local... This is exactly what we're talking about. This matters, and and hopefully... You know, people will remember in a year and a half when this judge gets probably a pretty bad review, or even if he doesn't from the Judicial Review Committee, those are all posted inside the, the voter information pamphlet that the state puts out, the um, that Utah County will put out. Um, this is where you go to say, I don't want him sitting on a court. This is where you go and you say, vote no. That's how he loses his job. That's how he stops being Fourth a judge. District Judge Thomas Lowe. So, vote. No for low. Vote no for low. Yeah. So and no that's for a, low. and that's the no thing. Like low. hopefully a year and a half from now, when people are out there voting, they'll remember or they'll go look at the voter pamphlet and read. Like it's amazing to me the judges that, and generally they get pretty good reviews. Like the judicial review committee judges in general are not crazy fucks. Like they're pretty reasonable people. But occasionally you'll see one that has a horrible review, and the Judicial Review Committee actually suggests not that, continuing. That them. lady judge, Cho. yeah, she's she's still in. Yeah, because people don't pay attention and they just vote yes for all the judges. I totally voted no for her. Horrible woman. As did I. Um, so I want to talk about uh, some congressional ma- races as we're talking kind of about elections. I, I mean, I know it's a long ways away. Um, and I actually want to talk first about our friend Misty K. Snow. Woohoo! Do we want to talk bad first and then talk the good? No, no, no. I want to talk about Misty K. Snow first. So Misty K. Snow is running uh, against Chris Stewart in Utah House District Number Two. Uh, she announced it last week. What Wednesday? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah, Wednesday. It was right after we met. This was we right after we it. talked to to Jim. Matheson. I wondered if Jim Matheson wasn't alluding. Well, he was saying big things are coming. Yeah, and I think Except that's where we talked to Jim DeBacchus. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what we yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I just like totally went along with it. Uh, yeah, so. No, uh, I, he was also talking about there's some other races out of state that are happening. So Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's the stuff that's going on that went on. So in, it was a s- Oklahoma. That race was really close. Yeah. Way closer than. in like Cincinnati? Way closer than. But there's one in Georgia right now. Um, in in Kansas, in Kansas, is that the other one? Um, so the one in Oklahoma, unfortunately, a Democrat did not win, but it was really close, way closer than it should have been. So it's it's kind of the idea is that we're getting this this push from progressives that are like, okay, we're done. Just because you have an R after your name doesn't mean we want you there anymore. Uh, doesn't mean you're the right choice for us. And so what we're seeing is a lot of other candidates start to announce their candidacy now. So Misty K. Snow announced on on Wednesday. Um, so she's going to take on Chris Stewart. Um, the good news for her is that district is that district is by and large rural Utah, places that have a lot of national parks um, that thrive off of tourism. But it's people that voted for her. Yeah, yeah, it's people that voted for her. She she did really well in those in, the, in those areas. I in think the now Senate that she's race. made herself known. 
She's got a presence. People know she's well, not. Well, and it's not such a short-term race. That's right. the thing. Like, by announcing now, you now have a year to fundraise before you're really heavily campaigning. So she's got a chance to actually build up to, to go after Stewart. Um, well, and she needs a really amazing campaign manager and treasurer. So if you yeah. know anyone, send them our way. And I think uh, Chris Stewart doesn't have enough name recognition, and I think her name is is out there more than his, quite yeah. honestly. I mean, the biggest uphill battle for her is going to be the D, the D at the end of her name. Um, that's always a that's always a tough in the state of Utah, but I think there are races we can win. Another one that I think we can win, so the big uh, butthole-faced uh, <laughs> Jason Chaffetz that we talk about almost weekly, it seems like. Um, so we talked that It's like the had, Kardashians. You don't want to talk about it, but they're everywhere. I know. You just can't get away from this douchebag. Um <laughs> Hopefully we can. So we had uh, we had the other Republican um, start to uh, challenge him, right? So he's going to have to fight in a primary. Uh, yeah. That guy raised like fifty grand. What was his name? I don't remember. Uh, let's see. You mean Damien? Damien Kidd. Kidd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ran fifteen. Oh, yeah. He only he has only raised fifteen so far. So let's just be clear: it's really early, but he's only raised about fifteen grand, and he only has about sixteen hundred of that left. Not uncommon. He's got to pay for things. Um, However, we've talked about the PAC money. We've talked about the money coming out of out of Washington to fight against Chafis. Dr. Catherine Allen um, has announced her candidacy, um, and she's raised over half a million dollars to fight Chafis. That's actually bigger than what Chafis has sitting in his war chest right now. He's only got about 400000 in his war chest. So he hasn't really done a lot of fundraising. Um, you know, over the years... That's kind of what he's accumulated for his campaign. But she's already raised more than that. Uh, and we're a good year and a half from the election still. So um, she's got a chance. Uh, and as much as I hate to say it, money does hold a pretty big, hefty weight in a lot of these elections. You know, elections. He's, a five, he's been in for five terms. I don't fucking understand. Already? It. No, I guess so, because that was when I moved back to yeah. Utah. So yeah. I... I, I th- Remember if, when he was sleeping in his cot... I don't know. In his office. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't. He wanna, ran on. A, I'm not going to spend any of your money on living space in in Washington D.C. I'm going to sleep on a cot in my office. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think I think it's a good thing. I, the, I think that that's going to be an interesting race. The one statement she made the statement that I liked that uh, that, that says that we need to get away from the message that we can't win because we're a Democrat or because we're not LDS. That that. Yeah. Can no longer be a factor. And I like that statement. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. Like, we need to, to look at that. Now, to be fair, Chaffetz is in a very Republican district. Um, However, he is pissed off by a lot of people. Oh, man. He's pissed off so many fucking people. Like, I'm not even going to put his name in the show notes because I think he's a douchebag. And I'm tired and of putting had, his name. He's had so much of our he's, time. Yeah, stop giving him, like. I'm going to put Catherine Allen in here instead. <laughs> Stop so, giving him And I don't know terms. much about Catherine. I don't want to throw all my support behind someone I don't know much about. But uh, She's an older lady. I'm looking at her picture. Um, you know, I don't know her platform. She's not my district, so I can't vote for her. But uh, maybe you can. He's Provo, right? Yeah, he's mostly, like Utah County is a huge part of his district, I think. He's not. All good old BYU kicker, douchebag. Yeah, we're in Mia Love's district. Nobody's even <laughs> No, mine is Andrig. So, yeah, and it's what? Andrig is my rep. Andrig. Mm-hmm. For the five? 
No. My state representative, my house representative, okay, is no, Jefferson I, I was, Moss. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I was talking oh, about talking Congress. Yeah, I'm yeah. Talking but about I couldn't vote. I didn't but I'm sorry. I couldn't. Um, he wasn't on my ballot, though. He hasn't been. I don't know. I don't he think was originally because I, I voted his, for him. Yeah, I don't think you're in his district anymore. We can look, though. Um, they keep redrawing lines. So Yes. Sorry, uh, I derailed that. No, you're all right. I was just confused. I'm like, I was that's confused, not one of apparently. Our that's why um, I say quiet. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so some other kind of cool stuff that I wanted to talk a little bit about. Um, so we have the uh, national, what the hell is it? Uh National Garbage Truck Driver of the Year. Yeah, yeah. From in my DNA before National Waste born. and Recycling Association. Yeah, so uh, we have the best garbage woman in the country is basically what it boils down to. She's pretty, the first. Um, she is the first woman to win the award. It's pretty damn cool. Um, she lives here. Uh, her name is Rhonda Kitchen. She's um, been a driver for 17 years. Yeah, and her whole family is garbage people. Like... <laughs> <laughs> sounds so fucking terrible, but they're all in the, the waste management business. Let's Maybe you should say that. They are sanitation engineers. Um, <laughs> you know, to bring it back to insurance, we insure the Kearns Improvement District from their trash crap. Awesome. Yeah. So his grandpa, his his dad, her. his uncle, her, her. her. <laughs> um, She's a lady. Her dad's a mechanic. Yes, she is most definitely um, a woman. I can see her picture. <laughs> Her her husband works for Allied, um, which is another waste management company, isn't it? I love that she's a fan club that follows her around. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Like that's how awesome she is as a garbage person. Um, she has regulars that <laughs> that know who she is. They yell, "Oh, girl, garbage truck driver! Yeah, you go." The elderly oh, say, "I yeah. hate our garbage truck drivers. They like puncture our trash cans oh, and break so our garbage truck drivers." So so my my office. My well, it's been almost a year, but so my new office is is in the front of the house, so I can see out. But you, has it really been almost a year? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you really can't see in. Okay, so like two different times, my garbage truck because we're at the end of a cul-de-sac, so we're the last mm-hmm. house, obviously, at the end of the cul-de-sac. Two different times, I've seen our garbage man taking selfies in the garbage truck is in front of my house. He's probably <laughs> he's like, he's, look at this beautiful yard. Be clear, I'm going to take a selfie. He's probably Snapchatting. Maybe, maybe. I bet he is Snapchat. Snapchatting is... from the garbage. Truck. I know you don't understand it because you're way too no, old. No, I, to know what I Snapchat don't get that. But I, I only, I only realize it because he's Cause out right there. there. Well, because yeah. well, he's sitting out there, and you know, you see the garbage man pull up, whatever, whatever. But like ten minutes later, you're like, is he still? What is he doing? The dogs tend to let me know when the garbage man's outside. And the mailman. Mailman and the Jehovah's Witnesses. The mailman doesn't come down to the street. Jehovah's Witnesses never come to our door. <laughs> but like when the garbage guy is here, the fucking choppers. Are... Religious people don't come to our door. Nope. So I guess the Snapchatting is cool with the garbage man. It's probably the burning upside down cross on the door. The decoration we've got. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, uh, and Don, your ex-husband, has warned all the Mormons away from us. So. Good job, Doc. I think technically he probably still like ha- must. Well, no, because they made him switch wards. He hates his new ward. But he, he probably has told them to leave the house alone. Yeah. <coughs> I sure hope so, because I will be cordial and nice, but I won't invite him in. Chris, I hear there's an issue with your Sajans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Uh-oh. I don't know if it's an issue. So we did talk about um, Sage hens. 
uh, or Sagens. Sagens. And we did that, that, that cool meme of the uh, mating Sagens was pretty sweet. I don't it? know if I saw that. Oh. I'm going to and look now. You should follow our page a little I, more often. I, I follow it. I just it's too much to look at. Um, <laughs> I didn't think anybody paid attention. To no, I, did. I do. I do I pay attention, but I miss things because I'm not on it very often. I, so. I paid attention. I guess I should point things out. It's to you pretty more cool. Often. You saw it though, right? I this did. Is pretty cool. um, so basically, um, so Utah has a a sage grouse population. Um, Sajin. Um, Sajins, uh, as as we like to call them here on the show, um, and actually, um, the the species actually spans across eleven states. Um, and they kind of look at the, the sage hens and the sage grouse as an indicator of the health of sage brush and scrubland. Um, they're basically the canaries. Yeah. So they kind of look at the populations and, and how they're doing as to whether or not that habitat, uh, is, is doing well. If I'm allergic to sage brush, does that mean I'd be allergic to sage hens? Uh, no, I think you'd be fine. Sage hens are like, are you allergic to chicken? No. They're more like chicken or quail. Quails um, are cute. But did you see the picture? So this is what I was talking about, <laughs> how they puff out during yeah, mating season. That's what she posted. That's, that picture. <laughs> oh, she did? Yeah. Yeah, that picture is cool. Cause Live normally, action. Normally, they're, they're tiny. Like those, those breast pouches that they puff air into, they like triple their size. They got all, they're like, oh, me up, they're like a pufferfish. Oh, they're like gym dick bags, you know? Gym dick bags? Yeah. <laughs> You know the bags of dicks at gyms that are like super buff? Bag of dicks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that want to get swole. Yeah, they get swole. all swole. They're like, oh, I got to go on a date. I'm going to go do some push-ups and lift some weights real quick so I look bigger. <laughs> they, you know, people, Is that what happens? They fucking do it. I they like that. absolutely do it. I like the Planet Fitness commercials. Oh, yeah. The long commercials. Well, so that's the thing. Like Planet Fitness, that's one of their big things is they don't, like if you're grunting and stuff when you're working out, they'll tell you to leave. Because they don't, they want people. Which to I think is weird because, like, grunting and exertion. Like, if you go to martial arts, they'll tell you that helps. Yeah, like, when I box, you are blowing out air to because it helps you yeah. actually <laughs> complete the movement properly. But I get it. Um, but anyway, so so anyway, yeah. So the the it was an interesting article from somewhere KSL, I guess. Um, but the BLM, they tried to put them on the endangered species list and basically got told, yeah, no, they're not endangered. Um, but they're kind of trying to figure out if they're selling too much BLM land to oil, for oil and gas. And, yeah. and, the answer is yes, you're selling too much BLM land yeah. for oil. Well, and basically <laughs> the argument against that is, have you been... And you know when I bitch about Wyoming all the time and how fucking ugly and stupid the place... That's because that's all it is. And everyone's like, oh, it's beautiful up there. Where you been? Yellowstone. Yeah. That's just <laughs> have you little... driven the length of 80? Uh, yeah. Have you gone over 80? You get like Medicine Bow Forest for five minutes and then nothing. I like the, the, yeah. the windmill farm at the yeah, top of the mountain. At the top of Evanston. I like that. Yeah. I love windmills. I'm obsessed with them. Any kind, modern looking ones, old ones. I like windmills. Can you build me a turbine, Jeremy? Sure. I had Why? one in my yard, remember, for a couple of years. What are we going to yeah. do with it? I don't know. Power your electricity. Power your chicken coop. That's pa- what I did. Power your we don't electricity. Have a chicken coop. Oh, speaking of electricity, I'm going to go off topic again. I bought today a, a whole bunch of LED bulbs because uh, I'm... Update. Well, especially, you know, the floodlights that we have, like mm-hmm. those stupid pod lights everywhere. They're fucking massive energy Did you just suckers. call them pod lights? Pod lights. They're pot lights. <laughs> pod lights. They're pots. What the fuck's going on here? I'm going to fix They're this like, song. 
They're, co- they're, they're pop I lights. can't even put them Sand in my lights, cam lights because yeah. they the, burn the pot, out so the fast. The LEDs? Yeah. No, oh, the no, ones? the floodlights. Well, yeah, yeah. and that He's was a problem. So we, we did switch to yeah. some, some fluorescent ones in a lot of them, but they still, I think they use a ridiculous amount of energy, so we're going to switch to LEDs. When you have kids that don't turn the lights off. What? I don't know what you oh, speak she's, of, <laughs> She gets so mad at us for wasting energy. Every damn day she leaves her lights on in her bedroom. Every well, day. no, it's more Cassie that gets mad. It's like Christmas story when Cat- they go to buy the Christmas tree and every light in the whole entire house is on and the mom runs back and turns off the lamplight. I'm yeah. trying to save electricity, but every light in the yeah. whole entire house is on. Well, <laughs> and, and, and like Cassie complains about it, but then she leaves the damn TV on all night to the point where now my TV shuts off randomly when you're watching stuff and then it turns it back back on. You remember back in the old days, I'll date myself. If you had an old TV, like the older style TV, and you left it on the American flag at night, Oh, yeah. Burn it it would burn it into the screen. Yeah, well, that's why. So, like, when I was a kid and we got, so 1989 was the best Christmas ever. I think I've told the story. Yep. But the reason we got a separate TV is because T, the old CRT TVs, when you played games on Nintendo, like Mario Brothers. It burn them. It burns them because the background is the same through the whole damn game. Yeah. And so you get images burned into those 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 screens. When I went to Best Buy and picked up your iPad the other day. There's a CRT TV sitting on the floor behind the Geek Squad desk. I'm the like, fuck? who, who the hell brings that sucker in like, to get can fixed? You, uh, fix this thing you know, they me? brought it in. Those 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 kids behind the counter be like, what's that? No, they know what it is, and they know how to fix it. But what's I, the point? I will say this, though. So an old CRT t- TV. So in high school, I took basic and advanced electronics because it was a fun class that we got to fuck around in. Because the, the teacher was part of the volunteer fire department, and so anytime a fire alarm for you know <laughs> search and rescue so like all winter because the tunnels outside of green river always got icy and people always got in accidents up there um he was always gone like it would go off in the middle of class and he'd just leave and we had like an hour no one fucking there watching us so we did whatever the hell we wanted so you had an hour like a longer class than an hour we had two hour classes oh wow we had two hour classes with two days switching so the way ours was um, we had two days. Oh, yeah, yeah. we did. That was short. But that's not the way my daughter. But they weren't two hours. No. Um, anyway. Anyway, so <laughs> so we're fucking around, and there's tons of old shit, like old computers, you know, VCRs, laser disc players, TVs. Got a kid. This is after going through all the safety stuff that you spend most of your first part of your, your year in. Sticks his freaking hand in the back of an old CRT, hits a, tra- a transistor that hasn't been discharged. Kaboom. Dude shoots back, like, easily 20 feet. Luckily, he's able to get up afterwards. It doesn't like hit his head or anything. But so it when was I was the coolest thing I ever. When seen. I was little, little, like nine or ten, my parents had the TV that my grandparents had given them, and it was in the chest. Yeah, and the it was console the, TV. The big, yeah, it was the whole thing. So it had the TV, the speakers, and then it had the eight-track player and like the cupboard doors, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Yep. and it had actual tubes in the oh, back yeah. that that if it old blew, cathode tubes you'd have to get the new tube and reinsert the tube yeah. in the back that's awesome that's crazy stuff you know how much that'd be worth now probably not much but it was cool well <laughs> it'd probably be worth a lot as an antique especially if you could get it to work um but i mean tvs now they're getting so cheap with the LEDs. Well, and this thing was supposed to be like a piece of furniture so yeah. it was it's yeah. like well they were all furniture like tv stands didn't exist like you put a look the They're the joke the joke about putting a you know fifty pound TV on a TV tray yeah that was real that, that real. happened I've I've seen that 
tugging on the cord. I don't remember what TVs comedian were was. Like he was like two hundred pounds back then. Yeah, and I don't remember what comedian, but he's got a bit. He's like, "Yeah, we had that." Start tugging on the cord, and Dad's like, "I'll let him pull it over once. He won't do it again." <laughs> and I and I think back when I was a kid, my brother. So my mom had a deep fryer on the counter, and it you know had long long cord, and it's hanging off. My brother pulled the cord, hot oil. Psh, burned him not like he escaped really with only a few small burns from splatter melted a pair of scissors like the handle on a pair of scissors like legit fucked up shit and then like <laughs> you had an interesting <laughs> you think childhood. he ever reached up and pulled a cord down again though? probably not exactly exactly all right one more thing we'll get out of here <laughs> so uh we'll, we'll get to our interview um so uh there was a cool little bit on KSL this week um about four lesser known family friendly lakes to visit. But particularly um, in Daggett County. Oh yeah, yeah, in Daggett County. So Daggett County, if you don't know, um it's the county that no one lives in. Um <laughs> it's just all it's like, forest. It's it's <laughs> like why. there's like Manila. <laughs> And Vernal is in Daggett County, I think, right? Uh, no, da- Daggett is more north, so is right it? below Flaming Gorge. Yeah, yeah. but Daggett I thought Vernal was there strip. in part of that no. county too. I'm not sure. I think Vernal's more south. But there's a comic strip, right? Daggett. Yes, there's a comic strip with Daggett in it, but not. Thought, they're not related. So anyway, they're they're <laughs> they're kind of like friendly day use lakes. They're not lakes like you think of in terms of gigantic bodies of water, like Lake Powell or you know, Jordan L. Reservoir, like Greens Lake, which is at Red Canyon Lodge, which we may be actually going to this summer. My mom wants to go and get a cabin up there and hang out with the family. Um, so anyway, Nothing Greens Lake. comes up for Daggett and comics. Uh, no, there's there's one. It's Dagwood. Dagwood, that's what it oh, is. Dagwood. Yeah, thank you. Um, I was trying to figure it out, but it wasn't <laughs> pulling it up. But they stock the lake. It's just a little little lake, little runoff lake, I think. Probably. The little Matt Warner. I've heard of that one. I've never been there, but they said it's actually uh, a fishery. Duchesne is where. Duchesne. Du- Duchesne. Yeah, that's right. Duchesne. That's right. Um, Sheep Sheep Creek is another one. Um, so that the Matt Warner says uh, some of the best fish you'll find because it's so underfished. Yeah, because they stock it, and, yeah. and it's underfished. Like, no one goes there. Because, to be clear, like, Green's Lake, where Red Canyon Lodge is, it's on the Utah side of Flaming Gorge. It takes a little while to get there. It's like a two-and-a-half, three-hour drive. Typically, you go through Wyoming and cut back down. Um, but I feel like to have these, like, quiet experiences, though, because if you get a strawberry or... Um, Oh, yeah, they're Deer, packed. Uh, like, yeah, they're packed. A- anything that's one 30, 45 minutes is always packed. One of my favorite little lakes like this is actually um, Payson Lakes. So it's up outside of Payson. Um, nice little campgrounds, three runoff lakes. One of them that actually gets used as a day use lake. Um, it's fun. No motorized boats. It's really small. Looks more like a pond, really, than a lake. Um, cold because it's runoff water. Um, but it's it's cool little lake, and I I love going up there because there's amazing views. Like if you go hike two miles away from the campgrounds, there are unbelievable views. So. You gave me a look like you've been to Payson Lakes. Yeah. I don't go, <laughs> I don't like go outside. You gave me a look like you've been to Payson Lakes and like I'm an asshole for talking about it. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. <laughs> so I actually love it. I've been up there several times. It's one of my favorite places to go in Utah. But even it is pretty, like in the summer, it's, it's pretty busy because it's just this cool day use lake. And so a lot of people down in like southern Utah County will, will go up there for the for the weekend. All right, with us today we have uh, Dash Cox. Dash is the uh, 
you're the owner, partner of uh, Title Boxing yeah. in Cottonwood Heights. Yep, yep. Thanks for joining us, Dash. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. We are happy to have you. Also, all the Oku, author and nutritionist as well. Yeah. Author of what? A book. <laughs> a book. A book. I'm <laughs> just an authority. <laughs> do, you write a, do you write a poem and go like do slam poetry you know, at hey, the coffee shop? You know, I actually have done those before. You know, and, and those are scary, believe it or not. I, <laughs> yeah, thought, I thought they'd be pretty cool. And then, you know, people standing there clapping and doing all this stuff. And they're like, come on, brother, you got this. I'm like, no, I don't. Man. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you going to snap to this four-line poem? Yeah, no. <laughs> Roses are red. It, 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 was, it was more than four lines, man. It's like six. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but my, my first book, actually, that's what it, that's kind of how it was written. Like a little bit of poetry. Um, well, people call it poetry. I don't read poetry. I didn't think I wrote poetry. I just write and the way they took it, it was poetry. So I was like, okay, call it poetry, <laughs> you know? And then I, but I have done a few of those little coffee shops and schools and churches and events and stuff. It's fun. So are you a, are you a Utah native? Did you grow up here? Or? No, no. I'm originally, I was born in Liberia, West Africa. Oh, wow. I came here when I was 10 and I, I was, I raised, I was raised. I didn't raise myself <laughs> <laughs> in Virginia, Arlington, Virginia. So the place I call home, I'm either Liberia, depending on who you are, or I'm from Virginia. So why, why, why did you come here? Why did I come to the United States? There was a coup that took place in my, in my country. And, and the thing is, my family was originally from here a lot, especially in uh, Virginia, oh. um, DC, Maryland, Philadelphia mm. area. Like if you trace my ancestry, that's kind of where we came from, went to Liberia. Then a the coup took place and we were referred to as like American Liberians. We weren't real. Africans, you know, they were like, and the natives said, Hey, y'all got to go. <laughs> so when they started killing us, we hopped on a plane. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> and we were new school Africans. We were on a plane by choice and we came here and we went to Virginia. So how old were you when you came I was here? 10. 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So you remember that old. stuff pretty, pretty well. Then. You know, I, I got a lot of memory and then there's some stuff that's just completely blocked out. You know, you can ask me some questions about certain things. I'm like, there's like a two or three year span where I, I don't remember Jack. And then there's stuff I remember. My mom goes, I can't believe you remember that. But you don't remember this uncle that did this. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. Hey, traumatic things, man. They do, they do crazy stuff to your memory. And I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Being uh, a refugee from, because that's what you are. You're yeah. A refugee absolutely. from a war-torn country. Uh, absolutely. That's, a, that's rough. We were that's given rough. political asylum and had to come, you know. Hop on planes and come here and wait, wait, hold on though. But you're a refugee into the U.S. Mm-hmm. I mean, be it ten years old, and have you? I mean, are you a horrible person? Did you commit a lot of crimes? <laughs> are you, are I, you raping babies and stuff? Man, I've been committing crimes since the day I hopped on. I was committing crimes on the plane. <laughs> Give me your damn peanuts, <laughs> man. You know. The stuff that we're dealing with right now in this country is just amazing. What we can choose to label and say and do. It's wild. It's just amazing, man. It's It's just amazing. Nah, I pay taxes. They take a lot of taxes out, too. Every time I look, I'm like, damn, I would rather just be a refugee. Like the ones they talk about on TV that don't do anything and pay yeah. taxes. They don't exist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's fake news. <laughs> uh, yeah. So are you are you an American citizen? Yeah. Well? Yeah, we're, yeah. I've actually, all my family did. And finally, I was like, I ain't going nowhere. I've been here for, damn, how old am I? I'm turning 45. So I came here when I was 10, 35, 35 years. years. Long enough. Yeah, I might as well go <laughs> yeah. ahead and, and take the leap. So, yeah, so they have dual citizenship it. then? Or? Yeah. 
I haven't been back to Liberia. I haven't had a reason to go back, but. How was that process getting citizenship? I hear it's it's really tough. I mean, for me, it was easy. I just came out of my mom and yeah, you know, it, <laughs> it it wasn't really hard because when we came here, especially back in the eighties and stuff, it was easy to do because we were considered um, like Liberia. We used American currency. You know, the we our flag is just like yours with one star. Yeah, you know, our the the um, what do you call it? The capital. Is Monrovia James, named after James Monroe, who was the president at the time? And I mean, so there was like my father's from Maryland in Liberia. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's so crazy. very very westernized. Culture. Exactly, and America used the waters and stuff in Liberia for a long time. But it wasn't until one of the presidents decided that he was going to cut off ties from the United States and start working with Russia. And America said, uh-uh, that ain't going to happen. So they loaded up the natives with a bunch of guns and said, how y'all going to let these people that left the United States come over here, take over the country, and tell y'all how to do things? Nah, that ain't going to happen. So a coup took place. It was real fun. There's a lot of those Russia. back in the 70s and 80s when we were in the Cold War with yeah. Russia. And, and it's still happening, too. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. it's still happening. You know, we watch the stuff with Libya, with, uh, uh, with Iraq and Afghanistan. It's all, man. If you follow the paper trail, there's a reason. For all oh, of yeah. this crap. Oh, yeah. You know, not well, the ones we see on CNN and Fox. The but. crap going on in, in Syria and Iraq is just, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's, exactly. It's different parties handing out guns to different people and then walking away and being mm-hmm. like, well, solve it yourself. Let them fight amongst themselves yeah. and figure this out. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll come in and rescue them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. Somebody has to be the hero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what what brought you to Utah? If all your family is is really back east in the, the D.C. area, what, what brought you back here? I was on my way to California and ran out of gas. <laughs> so I was just like, screw it. And I was just playing. <laughs> nah, you know, um, man, we, we're about to go deep right now. I've done some wild stuff in my life. Um, I joined the LDS church back in the day. <laughs> That's pretty wild. <laughs> and uh, when I say I did it, my mom did it. And she dragged us and said, you going to church. Because we've been a member of every church. If, if there's a heaven, I'm going to one. <laughs> I'm going You've tried them all. I've been Baptist, Methodist, Catholic. LDS, I read the Quran, I went to a Buddhist temple. I've done it all, man. So <laughs> I'm covered. Um, but that, but when I I went on an LDS mission, right? When I'm done, I come home. I'm like, man, I can't live in DC as a black dude that's trying to be a good LDS boy. I got to find me a nice little black LDS girl. So I moved to Utah to find her because they weren't in Virginia. I come to find out they're not in Utah either. <laughs> <laughs> so I came here. You know, with good intentions, and um, it just went downhill. <laughs> now uphill, but downhill from there. Yeah. So when did you come here? When? Yeah. This was back in 1997. So you've been 96, here for 97. a long time. Yeah, I've been here for a minute and a half. Yeah, a little longer. <laughs> it's not just, yeah, it's not a minute anymore. It's a minute and a half. No, I mean, this is your home now. <laughs> I, I, I can't say it is. No. I still say, people say, where are you from? Like, Virginia. Um, where are you really from? Liberia, West Africa. How long have you been in Utah? Um, damn. 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> why is that? I mean, why is that a, why is that a follow up question? Like, where are you from? And you say Virginia. Why is there a follow up question of where are you really from? No, no, no. I, I usually, if it depends on who's asking me the oh, question. No. If you're just asking me and I feel like just being real quick, 
and short with you. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Arlington, Virginia. Oh, really? D.C.? Yeah, a great place. If I'm talking to you and we're really engaged, you know, you know, I'm from Liberia, West Africa, and I moved to Virginia. And I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I've known Dash for almost four years, and I didn't even know that. Uh, because because she doesn't think he doesn't like to. me that we, we're, we're, <laughs> He's in a, we're in a gym. Me. <laughs> She's got her socks off. Show me her pretty feet. That's her nickname, by the way. Y'all call her Sweet Pea, but I call her Pretty Feet. Pretty Feet. I've called her that for four years now. Four years. You know, so it's not like, like okay, you know, let me tell you about myself. I'm from Liberia. What's that? Now, that might be a little creepy. It might. <laughs> Why is he telling me that? <laughs> so you, 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 you're in Utah. It's, you know, you've been here for 20 years now, really. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you get to owning a boxing gym? All right. So. I've owned two other gyms before this one. And actually, when I started with this gym, I, I didn't own it. I was actually just one of the trainers. And I used to own a nutrition business at the time. And then the guy that um Michael, good, a friend of mine, good friend of mine now, I can I consider him and his family just just a bunch of good people. He's a cool dude. Yeah, you know, Michelle. Um, but, you know, he um they gave me an opportunity and said, hey, you know, you've run gyms before. You've owned gyms before. And the gym was kind of struggling getting to a certain point. So they offered me an opportunity to come in as an owner and take it over. And about a, you know, a couple of years ago, they actually made the offer and I didn't want to do it because I was really pushing my nutrition thing. And I've had two gyms before. I failed with gyms before. I was scared to even, I was like, if you give me a gym, I will say no. <laughs> but anyway, you know, just a great opportunity and took this over for the last year and a half. And we're doing okay right now. So that's how this one came about. Cool. Yeah. So it's a, it's a boxing gym, right? That's yeah. that's kind of the. I mean, that's a. No wonder they fail because that's kind of a dinosaur these days, isn't it? You know, boxing is coming back, man. You know, the MMA stuff. That's for. That's just brutal. That's for barbaric barbarians. Not a lot of. You got to have something wrong with you <laughs> to do MMA. <laughs> boxing still makes sense. It's the oldest sport known to mankind. It hasn't changed since, since the beginning. You know, the science of it is still sweet, still a beautiful, and, and, and it still takes strategy, not just, you know, my mom, I saw my mom naked, I, you know, and I got issues and now I'm going to fight. You know, <laughs> that's how I feel about these MMA dudes. It's like all of them need therapy. Boxers, you, you, you kind of sane. Slightly more dignified. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's still a gentleman's sport. Yeah. I was going to say that's, that's the impression that you get is that it's a gentleman's sport. Yeah. Well, back at the Ivy League colleges, boxing is still popular. I, I, I don't know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, I mean, the Ivy League colleges don't have MMA. Yeah, yeah I would say <laughs> maybe undercover, like yeah. in the basement. <laughs> like in the basement of it. Well, that's Fight Club. That's different. We can't talk about that. All the dudes that got scholarships, you know, doing, <laughs> doing MMA. Not the ones that could afford to go Ivy. The dudes that got scholarships for wrestling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they go talk to a guy like you and learn how to box. Yeah. No, boxing is. I love the game, man. I love the sport. So. So how'd you get into boxing you know oh man back in like 1998 99 i was going through this real bad relationship and i was at xl fitness hitting the bag i thought i knew what i was doing i was punching the hell out of the bag knocking the bag all over the place and this little short black dude no relation named flash came up to me (laughs) (laughs) i I can't make this i can't make this up so this little short black dude named flash came up to me he's like hey man just like that too. Like, what you doing out there with that bag? I'm like, man, I'm trying to hit the bag. I'm looking at him, thinking I could take him. Come to find out, he's a nine-time world champion, kickboxer, <laughs> taekwondo. He's like, he gave me his card and said, come over to my um my studio and I'll teach you how to box. And he came. I I went in there and man, 
the first 30 minutes, the most humbling 30 minutes. Did I say 30 minutes? The first three minutes were the most humbling three minutes of my life. And I was hooked from that day on. So he taught me, got me to a place where I was, a, you know, I, I had some decent hands. And um, but I still had one good brain cell and I'm like, I'm going to keep it intact. So I started teaching with him under him and stuff and then i opened up my first gym and i put a little boxing place opened up my second one put a little boxing place and then title opened up just kind of a natural thing so i mean you said something interesting there to me you said you only had like one brain cell left so you wanted to teach so yeah are you, are you perfect you know are you are you keeping moving forward then punching each other in the face until you have i haven't been hit that left? i haven't been hit that much i mean flash hit me a couple of times and i felt what that felt like and you know tyson said it the best he said, everybody's got a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yep. And I'm telling you, man, you think no matter how good your hands are, when somebody catches you square in the mouth or the head or the chin or something like that, you rethink your whole life in <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> so I, I haven't been hit much. A little bit of sparring here and there, but nah, nah I'm, I'm trying to keep it together. nobody can reach your face. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it. It ain't much, <laughs> but it's mine. <laughs> so at, at Title Boxing, I mean, are you guys doing a lot of sparring? Do you do a lot no, of sparring? No, no, no sparring. You know, 65 to 70% of our clientele are women that have never thrown a punch before in their lives. But if you look at our Facebook page, Instagram page and stuff, you got women throwing, you know, 10, 15 punch combinations looking flawless, you know. So it's a place to you, for you to come and get fit but not get hit. Or but 100. we teach you. What's that? I said or 100. Or 100, yeah. Yeah, We the goal is that we're going to teach you how to get fit, not get hit, but we use authentic boxing because title – the name title is synonymous with, you know, the real deal boxing. So, you know, you're not coming up in there doing Tybo. My name ain't Billy Blanks. <laughs> and no, I don't look like him. One of y'all say that I'm punch somebody. <laughs> no, but, um, but it's, it's, um, it's fun, man. It's, a, it's an amazing game. It's an amazing sport and talk about getting fit. This is a hell of a workout. Know. Yeah. You know, boxers don't go into the gym and say, you know what? I want to get in good shape. They go and say, I want to fight. But have you ever seen a boxer not in great shape? Yeah. You know, maybe some of the heavyweights and stuff like that back in the day. But for the most part, you get in shape just by default. It's just, it's amazing. Oh, it's just a lot of exertion to, yeah. to do it. So, yeah. I remember back in the back in the day as a kid in the eighties and nineties, and you'd you'd watch boxer workouts, and they're doing the jump ropes. I'd never been able to jump rope like those guys do, like just for their cardio. Like jump just, rope for three minutes is like thirty minutes of cardio. Seriously, yeah, it's man. Nuts. It's nuts. Consistently, it's crazy. You guys do jump rope at oh, the title? Yeah, we. I mean, you know, not during the classes and stuff because typically we have too many people in the classes. It's like air jump rope, it's like yeah. air guitar. Exactly. But when I'm doing like technique training, i.e., personal training. Oh, yeah, I make all my clients jump rope. And all the women got bladder issues, especially ones that have had kids. So as soon as they start jumping, I'm like, go to the bathroom first, and then when you come back. <laughs> it's true. I, I'm not really picking on women. They really do. No, no. it's, it's I got a, a small bladder, too, so I got the same issue. It's a real deal. <laughs> I had the bladder of a squirrel. So <laughs> You sound like me. Uh, so outside of outside of boxing, you said what what got you into, you know, Eventually buying title is or getting into title is, is uh, your nutrition business. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I used to do personal training. I've done personal training, man, since the ninth, early nineties. I don't want to age myself, but since the early nineties. And, um, then I got into nutrition because honestly, if you're a personal trainer and you're training somebody and you don't know anything about nutrition, you're just taking money from them, you know, because nutrition is where it's at. 
So I got into nutrition, really loved it. And then I eventually just got out of personal training, period, and started focusing on nutrition. And I did that for a few years. And when I, when I got linked up with Tidal, my intentions were to go to Tidal to work out and train a few people, but focus on my nutrition business. I had no intentions of getting so involved. And then one thing led into another. And before I knew it, it's like, okay, I'm like a partner with these guys. So it's just kind of one of those things. He makes it sound like it's nothing, but he has his own nutrition line. <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah. these people are changing massively. So when you say he has his own nutrition line, is, do you have your own line of supplements yeah, that you, you yeah, make and, and sell? or Shakes and bars and drink sticks and soups and cookies. So and What's it called? You got to pimp it. Uh, you know, it's just a Dash Nutrition Program. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Team Dash. <laughs> so, is that, I mean, is it also like a like a meal plan? And yeah, yeah. So we we sit down with you. I mean, I take the same approach that you would take with um, personal training. You know, you come and you meet with me every single week. I weigh you, measure you, test body fat, um, consult with you on how to eat, what to eat. I focus a lot on the nutrition of what's in food. I'm not about counting calories. You know, I count chemicals. I count what's you know, um, it's an inflammatory weight loss program. So we focus on decreasing inflammation and creating a more alkaline environment in your consumption of food and in your body. And then weight loss just occurs, man. It's it's kind of amazing. I, I, I kind of fell into that, too. Got really lucky. That's why I can't leave Utah. I keep getting lucky, <laughs> especially the, the latter half of my years. The first 10, once hey, so lucky. <laughs> but um. You know, yeah, I, I work with a couple of doctors. It is recognized as a, as a medical diet program, too. So we work with a lot of diabetics, um, people with high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, you know, all that fun stuff. It's not the DASH diet, though, right? No, it's not the DASH yeah. diet. That's the the government stole that from me. Yeah, American Medical Association. Exactly. Was like, they they use that one. So the acronym DASH, yeah, I can't yeah. say that. That's why <laughs> it's Team DASH, DASH Nutrition. It's different from, I, I can't get sued by them. I can't afford those brothers. <laughs> yeah. Because that's become, I, I know from the medical community, that's become something that they recommend people follow. And it's not it's not so much a diet as it is a, just a like a lifestyle, lifestyle change. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's a good program. I mean, I've, I've looked into it a little bit, but... What we're doing is is really different. Like I said, I was just really fortunate because um, two of my partners are physicians and they just that, that studied inflammation and they're not allowed to say a lot of the things that I can say. Yeah. You know, for them, they have to prescribe to you medication. But what a lot of doctors will do is prescribe a personal tra- or a session with me. And I just kind of take it over from there. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And this is a Utah. It's it's. I mean, Utah's a good state for it. Uh, we're as as fit as the state is. We're very into nutrition and weight loss and 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 being healthy. I mean, we're one of the fittest states in the country if you look at at the studies. So it's it's interesting that you're that you're able to do that here and be really successful here. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you think a state like Missouri maybe would be a little bit better fit for, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe no one's interested there. Yeah. I'll... <laughs> I'll stay in Utah. You know, Utah's, Utah's not as bad as, you know, the thing is though, Utah is not as bad as people think it is. And I don't know what people's impressions, you know, I was, I was talking to this guy yesterday about basketball and I'm like, you know what? Utah is like that girl that people come here, they use and then they leave, like, especially for the jazz players. We're talking about mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah, and right. I'm like, I don't know when somebody's going to see one, the beauty of this place, the potential of this place and come and do what like Stockton Malone did. 
you know, back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep getting these guys that come in, they wear it out a little bit, date it, treat it like bad, then leave and go find somebody else, call it home. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> Bring basketball back to Utah. There'll so, never be another team 96 to 98. Yeah, there won't be. Because yeah, people never. don't look at Utah as a real market for anything. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's not a bad place. Well, it's a, it's a good market for soccer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I see. I like the Real, huh? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, basketball, I'm just curious. Is the, Are the Jazz your favorite team or do you have nope. a... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is when I first came to Utah, I would have had respect for the Jazz if back in the day when I first moved to Utah, I didn't see all the Jazz players at the clubs trying to holler at the same girls that I was trying to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like... If me and you are fighting for this, and I won a couple of times, I'm like, come on, man. I, I ain't got no respect for you. Felton Spencer, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Russell, don't you have a wife? Did I just say that out loud? <laughs> oh, don't worry. They all have wives and 500 girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got a, they, they've got more babies per NBA player. Than I got a girlfriend and a wife on the side. You know? <laughs> in each city. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I never became a jazz fan. I mean, I like certain jazz players like, I was really hoping that Trey Burke would stay here. I liked him. And one of the reasons why I liked him because his mom and dad are like huge title people. So they oh. came to the club oh. and I got to know them and they just seemed like really down to earth, really nice people. I mean, I still, you know, talk to them occasionally on like Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Great people. So I was hoping that Trey would stay here. So when he moved to DC of all places, I'm like, okay, well, what's the, the next best I'm thing? To be a fan. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, but Utah just, man. They need to give Utah some love, man. So I'm curious more about the writing. I mean, are your books just on nutrition now? or You know, that's what every, I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> so when I first wrote my book, this guy um, got a copy of it, you know, like before I actually published the book and stuff. And um, he came back and I was like, hey, so what did you think of the book? He's like, oh, man, it was great. You know, the way you talked about nutrition and fitness and um, and, and, and just, yeah, it's just so you. I don't say anything about nutrition or fitness in that. (laughs) (laughs) So he's never read it. (laughs) He didn't read it. But people just assume, oh, you're the nutrition guy. You're the trainer. You're the this. So that's what you're going to write about. You don't, you can't know anything else. He has feelings too, you guys. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm a little, I'm sensitive, but, um, you know, quite the life. I think you have a lot to write about. That's not just nutrition. Oh yeah. Most of my writing, I had no intentions of ever writing a book. When I wrote those things, I was like, I hope nobody ever sees this because I come across as a weak, you know, soft sap sucker that, you know, just wants a hug and to be told it'll be okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and at the time, I was like 260, 270 pounds doing bodybuilding and all that fun stuff. So I didn't want anybody to know that my mind worked that way. My book talks about my life talks about my childhood, talks about the things that I never had a chance to really talk to other, you know, people about because, you know, my father, I saw him once after I turned 10 and, um, you know, he refused to leave Liberia. He was brilliant, man. Went to school in, in Switzerland, was a, a labor lawyer. I mean, just an incredible person that I never got to know. You know, I mean, I, I spent the first 10 years of my life. I knew he was a workaholic. I knew he liked to drink. <laughs> Um, but that was about it. So I, I became like, um, somewhat of a recluse and I, I never wanted to show people my real side. So my writing was the thing that I could write it down. I could look at it, put it away. And then 
my wife and a few other people got a hold of it and kind of encouraged me to say, you know, you really need to tell people about this. So I started speaking. You know, I was always having opportunities to speak at churches, speak at schools, speak at different events. And then eventually we just took a compilation of all the writings and created this book. What's the book called? Blue Boy. Blue Boy. Mm-hmm. And don't ask me why. I just got to read it now. Okay, well. I was just playing. <laughs> you can borrow my copy when I yeah, get it. I'm happy to read I know. It. I, I didn't even think I should have brought it, but yeah, it's called Blue Boy. So where, where can people get the book? Um, you can get it on Amazon or you can just call me and I'll go cut some out of my garage and bring it to the <laughs> <laughs> go, go to the boxing gym. Go to the boxing gym. Go to the gym. I got, yeah, I got a few so, there. So not to back up, but so, so your dad stayed? Yeah, he stayed in Liberia. And and he just he refused to leave man look liberian people are the most prideful group of people you could ever meet man you so know is he still there still alive or did he get caught no he no he he passed away i think back in like 2005 if i'm not mistaken and um it was from complications of the south and stuff yeah so you never really got a chance to talk to him even nah nah yeah i talked to him once when when i was 13 he actually came to visit and man that was the happiest and the worst time it <laughs> all combined um, he, he struggled, he struggled with, um, with alcoholism. When that man was sober, I can remember he was the most tender, kind hearted, just gentle person you could ever meet. The little bit I do remember of him, but when he drank, he was a monster, man. He, he was, he was a beast because of him. I didn't taste my first sip of alcohol till I was 25. And even now I still have an issue without like alcohol scares me because of just what I saw when I was a little kid. Yeah. And you just don't want to become that. Yeah. Because I was like, man, I he was two different people. But, so, so not only did you come here as a as a refugee, but you came here with a single parent, then really. Yeah, my, well, actually, was my mom and dad fought for two years to make the decision to have me come because my father had hopes. You know, my my father came from a family where they um they owned a bunch of gas stations, um, apartment complexes. They I remember as a little boy, he was standing there with me. He showed me this house on this big old piece of land and said. When you grow up, you're going to go to school abroad, get your education. You're going to come back here, and this is going to be your home to raise your family. So he he came from a pretty decent family, you know, well off by by those standards and stuff. And um, he never wanted to leave. And a lot of the Liberians that, you know, had money and status, they didn't want to leave and start over, come to a new country and, you know, or anywhere. But. So he fought, they fought for years. And then my mom finally convinced them and they sent me by myself. Oh, wow. To come and live with, but my aunt was already living here in the States. So they put me on a plane, sold $500 in my back pocket. And I don't remember much of anything else. All I know is next thing I know, I was living in Virginia. Hmm. And when I say I don't remember anything else, I don't remember the plane ride. I don't remember the drive. I don't remember anything. It's That's like, crazy. Yeah. Ten-year-old ten kid just yeah. out on his own acro- halfway across the world. Yeah. yeah, I have to assume in the back of your mind, you're thinking you're never going to see your family again. I I really don't even know what I was thinking, man. I just really. Block, just block that stuff yeah. out. And it, it's, it's so funny because I try to think, like my mom will say, do you remember this? And I'm, nope. I don't know. Nope. Do you remember? Nope. I don't remember anything. So then your mom came out two years later. Two years later. later. Uh, She came out with my brothers and, um, and my father was just like, nope, I ain't coming. Hmm. And he never did. That's tough. So something cool that Dash told me about his nutrition program. And yes, this is relevant to where you come from is how nutrition has evolved from 
where people come from. Do you mm-hmm. incorporate that in your program at all? I have to be really careful with that one. But, you know, I do like to tell people you eat based upon your cellular predisposition. Like, for example, when people see me, they don't see me as a Liberian. They see me as a black man living in in America. So I'm considered a black American or African-American, whatever you choose to call me. Right. So automatically people assume I like Southern food. <laughs> you don't? You don't? And, what? Uh, I thought everybody does. Exactly. So fried chicken and watermelon is yeah. not really. Now weird. I do love watermelon. It's very cleansing. <laughs> and, and, and I love it for that reason. I love it because it's, it's, it's a real food. But you know, when they, when our people, when the free people of Africa came here and then became slaves, nobody packed a doggy bag for them. And, um, I remember what brought that up for me is, We've been told as black people in this country, you're going to get high blood pressure, heart disease, and diabetes. That's like no, the number one killer of black people in the South. And and anybody of any kind of color or melanation or carbon in their skin or whatever, they have a higher chance to get high blood pressure, heart disease, and diabetes. And what people don't realize is that is when we eat the Western culture food, we are literally going against every grain of our bodies, uh, what our bodies were designed to eat. But yet most Africans even don't understand what they're supposed to eat. And I, I love food actually opened up a door for me to start looking in the history to see what we ate. Like all of us weren't, you know, hunters and gatherers, you know, some of us just ate off the land that the food was provided and, and, you know, real alkaline food that God created that you can trace back to, you know, generations and generations before, before GMOs and hybridization and cross pollination and all this kind of stuff where we damaged foods and bastardized it. Right. So when people understand, what people don't understand is when you start eating close to your DNA stuff, you, your body heals itself. But a lot of us don't know what we're supposed to eat. Now, doctors are actually starting to do the DNA diet. It's like all of a sudden it's coming up. But herbalists from Mexico, herbalists from Africa have been doing this for years. But you're not going to take nutrition advice from some dude from Mexico or some dude from Africa. I'm sorry. You're not going to. But it's there. Because we all think we know better. Exactly. Come on. You can't know anything. You're from Mexico, Africa, wherever. But yeah, but but a lot of um, herbalists are actually tracing food back to what did our ancestors eat? Before Christopher Columbus started introducing a lot of these things that we, you know, before the those pioneers and and travelers or whatever Mm -hmm. started bringing foods from other parts of the world and saying, this is it. Like rice is the number one eating food almost across the world. Right. It's not a native food to most Africans. People don't know that. But if you go to Africa, that's a staple of our diet. Right. And it acts as cyanide in our system. Well, there's a there's a huge swath of Africa, like half the freaking continent, that's a desert that rice will not grow in exactly. very well. Like, exactly. It's all been brought there. And as soon as we start struggling, you know, oh, there's a famine. What do we take to them? Let's take them some rice and some protein. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's all they need to survive is yeah, rice and protein. Rice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's killing a lot of, and that's what people don't understand. But um, most of the stuff we eat today, man, is not natural to what and who we are. Right. So is that part of what you do? When, when you-, I, you know, I, I, if I feel comfortable with you, I'll delve into that. 
If not, I'll just say, look, let's focus on eating alkaline. Let's focus on controlling your carbohydrates. Let's focus on eating a little less protein because we don't want you to be as acidic. I won't delve into that because that's muddy waters right there because, you know, I start looking like some crazy dude as, you know, but if you, if I feel comfortable with you, yeah, I'll take you through the rabbit hole, man. Is it hard to get people to believe that this is a lifestyle change versus just another diet? Absolutely, because nobody wants to change their lifestyle. They just want to get in shape for a little while. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> summertime. They're, they're like, I'm gonna do this, and then when I'm done, I'm gonna go. You know, back to a tra- this girl told me she was like, as soon as I lose my weight, can I go to Trace Ombres and get me a triple? I don't know, bypass taco or whatever the hell it was that she was talking about. And um, I'm like, no, that kind of defeats the purpose. She's like, Dash, if I lose weight, I'm going to Trace Ombrace and I'm taking you with me and you're going to. And I'm like, you're killing me. But, you know, my hope is that when people lose the weight, I educate you enough that, you know, that the reason why you were sick, because obesity is is an illness. First of all, overweightness is an illness. We We make fun of people. In fact, but would you make fun of somebody with? Diabetes, cancer, high blood pressure. You can't make fun of that. That's actually an, an, an illness. And uh, my goal is why would you want to go back to being sick when you become well? Right. You know, so, so I wish I could say all my clients took what I um, what I did and took it to heart and changed. But a lot of people do. I've watched some people have some extraordinary experiences, man. And I get to play a small little part in that. It's pretty amazing. It's cool. That would be a very fulfilling Absolutely. to see that stuff on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, where can people get a hold of you? Um, should I give you my cell phone number? Well, well, let me give you um, email. Um, well, first of all, I'm at Title Boxing Club, 7817 South Highland Drive, all Cottonwood Heights, all the time. I mean, I spend more time there than I do at home. It's crazy. So Title Boxing Club. Hey, we're family too. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all are like my first family. My second family's at home. (laughs) Ask my wife. She'll be like, you know. (laughs) Sometimes your kids come, right? You know, no. I don't like my kids up in the club. No. Because they tear stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) And plus, I still want some of the younger people to think I'm I'm, I'm single just for a minute. (laughs) And and then when they sign up, then I'm like, nah, okay, let me show you my family. Like, here, let me put the ring on. Like, oh. You have such a cute family. Damn, I just spent all this money with this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, sweetheart. I'm and just then, playing. I mean, to get a hold of you outside of the, the boxing club, you have Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, so Facebook, Dash Cox, um, Dash Support, Title Boxing Club. I, I love for people to get a hold of me through the club because, I mean, that's like, uh, honestly, it, I'm synonymous with that now because, you know, we're, we're changing lives up in that place. So if, they, if they're interested life. in nutrition, they can still get they can still get a hold of me through, through title, boxing. yeah, okay. through the boxing. So box. let's. I just want to. So there is another title, boxing. It's one at Sugar House, yeah. In Sugar House, mm-hmm. uh, not the same as you, not no. the same owners. No. What makes your club different from theirs? You know, honestly, I don't. I've never been to the one in Sugar House. No That's, undercover work. Like, no, no, no. And 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 the guy that owns it, John, is a is a really really nice guy. I, you know, I was in Nashville with him last year. We got we know we hung out picking all the bad um, music. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's not talk about the music. Um, you know, I hung out with him, got to know him a little bit. We actually talked just yesterday about the possibilities of doing some joint things um, together. Um, I've been so busy and so focused on building our club, I haven't even looked into anything else but from what i hear i mean it's a good club i think what's different is i know ours is bigger 
Um, we're one of the biggest clubs around. We got 60 bags, wow. about, you know, 6,000 square feet um, um, facility. It's, it's huge, almost too big. I know that's one of the biggest things no, that we have. No, it's not almost too big. When you have people boxing next to you, it is not too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. When we do some of these specialty events and we have like 60, 70, 80 people sometimes. Yeah, wow. it's, yeah it's crazy. It's a lot of people. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm, I like our club. We're, 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 we're family, man. And I taught a class um, Monday night, had every bag taken, over 60 people up in the class. And the one thing I was excited about is I knew every single person's name in the class and I make it my business. We make it our business to say hi to every single person, say their name, make them feel as special as they can possibly feel. That's one of the things I think that sets us apart from every other club. When we say it's a family thing, it really and truly is a family thing. And a lot of families come to the club and stuff. And we, we really pride ourselves in just treating people like this is a grand opening for you. Every time you come into the club, am I, Am I, am I faking that? Or? No, not at all. And I was going <laughs> to actually bring up Javier and, oh, yeah, and yeah. what, I mean, the epitome of family and the things that you have done. One of the instructors had a brain aneurysm last summer, actually after he was teaching mm. and watching you guys bring him back into the club and support him and fundraise for him. I'm, it's the epitome of family. Yeah. So. That was, that was a surreal, it's still surreal actually to think about it. You know, I think it was June twenty sixth mm-hmm. last year. You know, the guy's teaching, and all of a sudden he's in the bathroom, sweating profusely, turning yellow. And um, I went in. I went in the bathroom. I'm like, Javier, why you come to work drunk, man? <laughs> you know, really and I really did. I'm like, he's just hanging over. You know, whatever. Drink some Gatorade. You'll be back. <laughs> no, he was actively dying. Yeah, and he um, bleeding been. He on the brain. Been dead. Yeah, and um, fortunately. His mom convinced him to go to the hospital that night. And next thing you know, two back-to-back, you know, brain surgeries. I mean, we almost lost this kid. And and one of the nicest human beings mm-hmm. you'll ever meet. Everybody absolutely loved this dude. And um, Loves. Our, loves. Loves. Yeah. 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 He's loved. Still <laughs> He's still alive. He's still here. Um, he better be. Um, but um, and they our, our community rallied around him. You know, raised money, t-shirts. support T-shirts. It was, um, I've never seen anything like it. All of a sudden, work didn't matter. I went to work because we stood for something more than just trying to make a profit. Mm-hmm. And and in turn, it actually, it benefited us in a lot of different ways. But it was just amazing to see people come together and do what we did. You know, um, old staff, old members, people that, there was, I remember this one guy drove all the way from Bountiful and came and signed up for a membership and he never came back to the gym. And I'm like, you know, why did you do it? He's like, I just, I saw what y'all were doing on Facebook. I just wanted to support and be a part of it. Hmm. That's that was, awesome. It was amazing, man. That's really it was cool. amazing. Well, and you guys do stuff with the, um, the veterans. Yeah. RWB, and, the RWB yeah, group, they come. High schools come in and train. Yeah. That's really cool. We have a lot of fun community things. That's, you know, that's why I love what I do. I mean, there's a lot, you know, when people talk about Utah, I forget I'm in Utah. All I know is I get to deal with some extraordinary people on a day-to-day basis. And then and you're like, you. I'm the only black man I saw today. Yeah. I'm in Utah. But I got my kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you look out your window and you're like, oh, there's mountains. That's, uh, this is not back east. Yeah. Well, you know, Liberia, there's a lot of mountains. Uh-huh. So technically, I'm kind of back home. 
I just miss the water part. Like I love water. When I go to California, I'm like, Lord, why didn't the Utahns, the you know, land in California? Lakes. Why didn't they? Why didn't Brigham Young come and say this is the place in like Anaheim? <laughs> you know, Southern California somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but no, but Utah's good, man, and uh, great people, great people. So uh, that'll lead us into our last question then. Um, You've been in Utah for about 20 years now mm. at this point. Um, it may not be your home, but uh, what's one thing that you would tell someone that was visiting Utah that they had to do before leaving the state? Oh, man. Well, first of all, hiking. You know, I, I as much as I love the water, the, the next most um, surreal, serene, spiritual experience I've ever had is going up in the mountains in, in this place. Like you seriously feel so in tuned with nature, so close. That's like my favorite thing. And then go to like Zion's, you know, uh, uh, go to the, That's the right. go to the hand park. In hand with hiking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially. you got to go to Zion's. I mean, because the thing is I can drive 15 minutes and go do some hiking. You know, that's amazing. In yeah. itself, you know, because growing up in Virginia, I mean, Arlington, There's you, hills. Know, you know, that's, <laughs> we had to drive to the Blue Ridge Mountains and that was like you had to pack three lunches before yeah. you got the, you know, <laughs> but you, it's just right in your backyard. The nature, the, I mean, the, the beauty of this place with the mountains, the rocks, the, you know, just it, it just creates something that's so surreal that you can go hang out with the buffalo. huh? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we went and did some some bike riding recently to Antelope Island. And um, it's like herd of buffalo. I'm like, they should call this like Buffalo Island. This, I didn't see any animal. There ain't no I actual saw, animal. On I know. Island. It was like, I mean, hundreds of buffalo just running around, chilling, <laughs> <laughs> doing buffalo things. <laughs> it's crazy. That's that's my favorite thing about Utah. Also, you know, you know, the people here in Utah are different. Like, I I, I lived in the South. You know, when people meet you. They are genuinely interested, even with all of the ignorance, they're genuinely interested in getting to know you. You know what I mean? Whereas in the South, they meet you and they don't like you. They let you know, <laughs> you know, here they're, they're really curious. So they might say some dumb things, but it's a great place. <laughs> it's a great place to get to know genuinely good people. You know what I'm saying? At least for me, that that's what I found, you know? So I like Utah. I, I'm sure there's a lot more to do, but like my, yeah, I go to Whole Foods. <laughs> Not <laughs> go, anymore, go, you don't. Go to the local Whole Foods and and, uh, <laughs> and get you a kombucha. You know, um, I go to Whole Foods. I go home and I go to work, man. I don't do jack anymore. I'm surprised that. Some of the things that's out that I find out about, I'm like, man, that's here in Utah. <laughs> it's not at Whole Foods. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> yeah, I need to get out more. I got too many damn kids. Well, Dash, uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, thanks for having really me. Really fun conversation. Thank you, thank you, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Okay, so that's gonna do it. I think uh, we're done. Thanks again to uh, Dash, uh, not to be confused with Flash. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dash Cox from He's Title much Boxing. taller. Um, yeah, I, I, from what he says, Flash is a pretty short guy. Um, but when you're as tall as Dash, everybody's kind of a short guy. Yeah, that dude's tall. <laughs> he's kind of tall. He was, he was tall. But, uh, but go check him out at the gym. He's a cool guy. 
Yeah, super cool. Uh, super cool to talk to. I'm I'm really interested to read his book now. Actually, I'm interested to, to listen you can to our borrow it when I'm done with it. Uh, maybe I'll just actually support him and buy a book. You could do that um, too. I like to do that. <laughs> I do like to borrow books, but I think sometimes it's good to to buy them from local authors, especially. Um, I mean, even you can even buy Jeremy's books, probably. I you did can. not buy Jeremy's books. Well, no, I think I might have bought one. No, I'm just saying you can, you not can. that you did. But no, Jeremy gave me. Are they on books. Amazon? Uh, them a, I think I got one of mine in Barnes, Barnes and Noble. They were in Barnes and Noble it's, for a it's, while. It's funny. I, I joked with him about about the poetry slam stuff. You actually wrote a book of poetry. Uh, three, three. His poetry. is his is set, uh, when you started. It is dashes is set up a lot. A lot. The majority like of your books are poetry. Yeah. And uh, so three of them and you got to talk to a real life refugee. Yeah, I mean that was really cool. I had no idea coming in that he was he was a, a Liberian refugee from from the eighties. Um, from Liberia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool though. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> totally fucked me there. Um, but yeah, go, you can go see him at Title Boxing. You might see Jess up there. In Cottonwood Heights. She she likes to to box. Yeah, not associated is that with your the other boxing one? place. Mm-hmm. Jess, yeah. it's not associated with the other one, right? No. no they're not completely different owners. Okay. Yeah. So don't go to the other one. Yeah. Just go to the one in Cottonwood Heights um, and uh, support him. Uh, if you, you're interested in the cool nutrition stuff that we talked about. First class is always free. Um, yeah. Give him a call. Uh, go down to the boxing gym, join the gym, and see him for nutrition. Whatever. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, fix your fences. Plant some shit. <laughs> Tell them where to find us, Chris. And go buy Nick Passy's album. But yeah, go buy Nick's album. Uh, you can find us on, on Facebook, uh, the New Utah Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TNU Podcast. Go check out our blog. Just put some cool stuff up, not just show notes. Uh, it's uh, Um And leave us, a, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever fucking random thing that you found us on and listened to. Um, tell people about us. Share us. If you like what you hear, share the podcast, share the links that we send out. If you got a cool event, let us know. We'll talk yeah, about it. we'd love to. If you want to be on the show uh, and you have something interesting to say um, or, we'll or to talk about. That. I mean, yeah, if, <laughs> if you suck, we'll probably interview for five minutes and get you off the No, Jess will just screen you. Um, but yeah, just uh, hit us up. Talk to us on Facebook. Jess always responds to messages. Um, I sometimes respond to them. Um, I responded once because I was like, hey, I was the first one to notice this. <laughs> then I couldn't think of anything clever so I was like yeah I should just leave this to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, that's it have a good night folks good night sweet dreams cheaper than therapy to keep writing four chord songs I always seem to find the friends I don't mind singing along but lately you've been worrying us with all your sad sad songs everything's just fine I'm just working through some shit And the sunny side doesn't last for quite that long Cause every time you think you're spare Life comes along And takes a rip of your asshole Like a bong Like a dirty hippie bong I'm not doing bad I'm just not doing fine I'm always belligerent, angry at all the wrong times In all the wrong places with all the wrong kind of people But I'm just working through some shit Well, my sense of reality is flawed from writing too many songs 
I forget where the troubles are and the chords belong But at least my therapist is probably doing just fine Well, I'm out here working through some shit It's a pattern, a pattern, a pattern of my life Cause I'm working through some shit It's a pattern, a pattern, a pattern of my life Cause I'm working through some shit Cause I'm working, I'm working, I'm working on it And I'm working on all of it Cause I'm working, I'm working, I'm working on it And I'm working on all of it It's just a pattern, a pattern, a pattern of my life And I'm working, I'm doing just fine It's a pattern, a pattern, a pattern of my life And I'm working, I'm doing just fine Working on doing just fine